Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting FilmSack. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash filmsack and start living a better life today. Given your situation, I can't say I fully understand your reasons for volunteering to operate on board my ship. However, if you wish to continue to do so, I must ask you to do one thing. What's that, sir? To trust me. Lipstick? This is Filmsack. Sure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Film Sack. Sorry, I really like the lipstick guy. Uh, welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 527. Wow. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. I bet Zion smells like socks soaked in pee and pit drippings a bit. Or Dunaway. Sorry, wrong Brian. I- what? How did, how did you know about the pee and drippings? Oh, hi. It is true what many of you have heard. We do live in an abandoned, industrialized cave under the earth to hide from the sentient machines above who wish to control us. Also, it is true. It is very hot in this cave. Do with all the machines producing water, something I don't really understand how it works, or the other machines that take the pee-pee away. Not sure how that works either. Okay. I see I'm starting to lose some of you on the PP thing. All right, back to crap. It's hot in part because of all the horniness. Or perhaps the horniness is because it is hot. I don't know. Here, let me unbutton my shirt. Wait, this shirt has no buttons because it's not really a shirt, but more of a nipple teaser. Have you ever had someone finger portholes? These are the great mysteries of existence. Speaking of mysteries, I would now like to introduce Randy, another name for horny. Who is going to lay out his plan of attack against the machines that involves a flying motorcycle, a guard shack, and a skin-tight rubber onesie. But he is pretty sure that he can stick the landing in. I find the idea implausible, but not impossible. Also, 20% off the sunglasses hut near the source if you use the code MORPHIUS at checkout. Randy? (laughs) Uh, Nicely done. That that weird cutout thing happened twice to you during that, but it wasn't too bad. Uh It was all right. And you know what? I recorded it locally just in case oh. you did that. Great. Hmm. Fantastic. Hmm. I can't wait to do some editing later. Hmm. Whee! <laughs> you can you can download it on my website. And hmm. use Morpheus at checkout. All right, moving on. Also with us, Randy. He's not here to find out if he says yes to candy, but to find out why he already chose the candy, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. And thank y'all for coming to the Conway, Arkansas, Hilton Garden Inn and Suites on this dreary Thursday morning to hear all about my new book, How to Fight the Sentient Machine Rule Over Earth, if you survive the initial apocalyptic takeover, which you won't. In my book, you're going to learn all about my three simple steps for pushing back against Skynet, or whatever it calls itself when it emerges. Number one scorch the skies 
cutting off the machine's access to practically unlimited solar power won't mean much considering the availability of nuclear fission for power but it sure does sound badass just say it with me scorch the skies yeah i don't know either number two (laughs) set up camp in carlsbad caverns now i know what you're thinking but how can we hide in a place where there's a driveway tunnel big enough to fly a terrestrial spaceship in and out trust me the machines won't be that smart to get to you they're gonna have to dig their own tunnel like chumps number three every saturday night gather all of humanity and hold one of them big orgy rave dance parties turn that carlsbad caverns into a discotheque and get everybody pregnant yeah (laughs) and play the best fluke song ever written uh, all right, mm. moving on finally to uh, Brian. He's called the Merovingian Ibit. <laughs> <laughs> I am, it's true. Hello, Zion. It's your boy, Morpheus, here to kick off Cave Coachella with news. Six months ago, Neo, Trinity, and I took on the Matrix. We defeated the agents and started our mission to wake up the world by making them all collectively take the blue pill. And we couldn't have done it without your support. Give yourselves a big round of applause, everybody. (laughs) Now, uh, first up, I know you all like my sunglasses. They're weird, right? Just the lenses and the bridge sitting on my nose. Nothing on my ears to hold them up. Well, I've got some good news for you. Look under your seats. You're getting a pair. And you're getting a pair. You're all getting a pair of weird sunglasses. (laughs) Next, I know you're all wanting to see Neo up here. I get it. He's a stud. (laughs) <laughs> but his girlfriend, Trinity, was all like, I know there's a big party happening downstairs in the cave, but I want you to spend some time with me. <laughs> anyway, he really wishes he could be here, but apparently hoes before bros. <laughs> Lastly, I've got some bad news. The machines have found us and they're heading towards us. They should be here in about 72 hours, but we're going to spend the first several hours of that with a sweaty wet t-shirt contest and a kick-ass ray featuring the music of Stomp. <laughs> nice nice yeah the most uh probably the iconic uh uh scene of reloaded probably the zion yes. thing so yeah so yes. i i personally saw reloaded uh when it when it premiered like i saw it the night it opened mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. stood i stood in a huge line to buy tickets and everything yeah. and but i haven't seen it since then yeah. And so I actually sat down. I was like, I'm going to write out what I think is in this movie. Mm. <laughs> and I only came up with two things that I could clearly remember. Like, I know that's in this movie, right? And the rave wasn't one of them. I actually thought the rave was in the third movie. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, right. like, I I could remember that Nero, uh, Nero, Nero, <laughs> our hero, our hero Neo yeah. had discovered the power of flight in the matrix that's important like jesus mm-hmm. the, the distinction between the real world and the matrix drives me crazy yeah but yeah. neo had discovered flight and i remembered that trinity uh dies and neo has uh resurrection abilities which removes all the stakes from the movie right yeah. Yeah. and like that's i remembered those really really clearly neo's and she's gonna die and neo's gonna bring her back to life yeah he's gonna he's gonna jam yeah. his hand i had a similar yeah. similar thing for me and and it's funny because i thought there was so much of this stuff that i was like oh yeah the architect we don't see him till the third movie mm-hmm. the um 
the big fight with a bunch of Agent Smiths. I think that was in the third movie. Like so much of the stuff that I could have sworn was in the third movie is in this one. So apparently I don't even remember what was in the third movie. There's nothing that I could tell you. If you said, Hey Brian, what happens in the third movie? Yeah. You, I wouldn't be able to you get a big car chase. I would have told you was in the, you can, uh, was in the you can totally be forgiven because this was a, uh, you know, a four hour epic movie that was split into two that was released in the same year. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you can definitely mm-hmm. be forgiven and this doesn't really have an ending as much as it's like, we'll be back. Yeah, which, yeah. which we're okay with, I think. Yeah. Uh, like if you if you watch enough uh, serialized movies, you better be okay with the middle part not having a solid ending. Yeah. Well, the uh, the third one, my only memory of the third one, and I thought again part of that was in this one, and they were filmed back to back, so you know it's easy to mm-hmm. mush them together. But uh, was the mechs shooting at all the the squid robots thing? There's a whole scene mm-hmm. of like a massive battle between mechs and the in Zion, and then these. And those squid monster things coming after him. And I thought, well, is that in here? Because, the, oh, there's a mech. Okay, I'll bet it's in this one. Nope. It's, <laughs> I'm waiting for the next one. Yeah, thanks thanks to Matrix 2 for showing off these this incredible technology. <laughs> technology these humans should not have. There's no way that that, that level of humanity could build right. those like huge chains and gears and so on. Where's their where's their forge? Like, so that's the, they that's must have the, a – yeah. That's the question, Randy. So I didn't research anything before the show because I wanted to. I didn't want to get hung up in the Matrix theories. I didn't want to get into the Matrix of the Matrix. But uh, <laughs> but but by the end of this movie, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of forgot. Neo is not really. Uh, he's he's human, but he's been reprogrammed. I'm assuming like uh, Smith was able to reprogram somebody. So I'm like, okay, I get that. And they made sure to point out that they didn't understand how the machinery worked. And I was like, oh. I thought he meant that somebody else did the job. Does he mean that it just works? Well, the machines have obviously put you in another matrix. You yeah. morons. Oh, you know, and I, duh. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't yeah. picking up on that. That's a really good point. I, I mean, the, the the conceit here. Here's the here's the weird thing about this viewing of this movie. I remember not liking it at all when I saw it the first time. Saw it in theaters, just like you guys. And I remember thinking, oh, that's not as good as the first one. Boy, oh boy, I hope this third one picks up. And well, the third one is, by all accounts, does not. However, what I, I must have changed during this time because what I really <laughs> liked the most about this one was the long exposition period of hanging yes. out with the architect. I loved yeah. that. Like that world building and talking about layer upon layer and you're the sixth of many and, and this mm-hmm. has all come before and it's all going to happen again and that kind of business is is really my super jam these days. I think back then I was like this. I hate this with this. I, I mean, I I, ag- I agree and I disagree. This movie is better than I gave it credit for. Like than I, better than I thought. It's much better I than agree. I thought it was going to be. I agree. It's better mm-hmm. than but, I thought too. But at the same time, I came away from this viewing going, did we really need all of these mini boss discussions? Like we're gonna we're gonna have the meet up with the oracle we're gonna have the meet up with the merovingian we're gonna have the meet up with the architect i'm like i'm falling asleep just recalling it you know because it's like yeah it's like that should be in a movie that's so action-packed though those moments those should be much more interesting than they are like I ultimately like I didn't care about the Merovingians take on things because I couldn't figure out a way to relate it to the overall point like the point is you're you're inside this huge simulation and we're all programs and the Merovingian is a program and now like I just didn't care he's Mm -hmm. 
he's hitting on a lady at another table. I don't care. Like it's, it was, it was just really hard for me because like that meetup with the Oracle could have been incredible. And instead they just play some word games and mm-hmm. they, and he goes on, you know, Yeah, but yeah. I, I yeah. for whatever reason, that stuff worked more for me this time. I don't disagree with you overall. Like it, it is just a bunch of setups with a mini boss right before each one and, or after, you know, you got to fight the twins mm-hmm. after you talk to Frenchie and all that. But I, I really got into them world building, like just getting it, pulling the camera out a bit and going, all right, what is this damn thing? And why do the machines care? And, oh, there's machines within the machines that are rebelling against the machines. That's interesting. And like that stuff got me this time way, way more than I expected. Oh, and it's, before we get a bunch of emails asking, Brian Ibbett's in a hotel and he's got a, it's, oh, this is why he sounds different. Okay. I'm just, I, I yeah. forgot to mention that earlier. I know this feels like a weird dis- non sequitur. I'm just, I just want to get <laughs> it out of the way early. Have, I'm, have, I'm in the matrix. You yeah. free. We, have, we have him on location in Carlsbad caverns right now. Right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Um, you know, it's funny because we talked about movies where it feels like they have a bunch of action sequences that they want to do. Um, but they have to figure out, all right, how are we going to connect these? We need to come up with these plot points to kind of make these action sequences make sense. And I'd even argue that that a lot of that, like the first Matrix, was a lot of that. I think they said, oh, we really want to have this really cool fight in the building lobby, and we really want to have this other thing in a in a dojo. How do we make those make sense in a uh, from a story point of view? Matrix Reloaded feels like the opposite. It's like they said, oh, this is great. We've got all these great story points about the matrix and what is reality and what is um you know what is choice versus what is pre-planned and destiny that sort of thing but shoot we really need some action sequences so let's have a thousand agent smiths come out after he has his oracle <laughs> talk and let's you know let's uh do this unnecessary fight to meet the um uh the yeah, Mar- the- uh, marovingian yeah uh, well, yeah, and, and, a, and then and then another fight immediately afterwards, but to meet the keymaker, right? Like, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. We gotta, you gotta break up the you gotta break up the long exposition with the fighting. That's 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 all this was. It was exposition, fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exposition, mm-hmm. which is very all much the way a, through, which is so. very much a middle chapter kind of effort. But what I didn't, what you don't expect with a middle chapter, well, maybe you do with things like Empire Strikes Back, with the battle on Hoth is one of the great moments in Star Star Wars. Well, in this case one of the great matrix things of all time is that freeway fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that holds up. That's a great sequence. It there's, does. there's some problems, yeah. you know, I mean the game, the, the movie is definitely a, Hey, it's 2002 and three and we're sort of, we sort of get the CGI going, but we're not great at it yet. And everything looks a little cartoony. <laughs> I thought it, I, I thought it was way better than it was going to be. I was like, Oh, I don't look forward to this. I remember there was like huge swaths of complete CGI screens, but it's, it's pretty I, good. I, okay. So the reason why it works for me is like the most of the really uh, intense special effect stuff was all taking place inside the matrix. And I'm like, okay, I'm already accepting uh, that this is all just a program anyway. So I'm okay that it doesn't yeah. look. That's a good way. To, that's actually a really good way to look at it. The, the only problem I would have with that is the big giant multiple Smiths fight uh, is actually pretty good for a bit. It's amazing. But yeah, then it starts to then it starts to go. Oh, okay, now well now we have to video game the entire thing because there's too many Smiths, and also he's got a thing that would be way too heavy for Keanu Reeves to wield, and so now it all has <laughs> to be. Yeah, yeah it, it all has to look yeah, you like could, you could tell it was one, you could tell know. it was uh, you know uh, made out of you know just wrapped. It was just wrapped. Yeah. It was wrapped materials. It was it wasn't how we do it 
today. No, mm-hmm. no, but mm-hmm. but uh, like it, it, it's ambitious in a way that I, ha- I kind of respect because nobody oh, yeah. done anything quite like that and 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 came close to pulling it off the way that they did. Um, but it was good. a rough time. This was remember when Spider Man one and two came out, they kind of looked bad. Yes. You know, when yeah. he was swinging yeah. around, he looked like a a bad render. The physics weren't right. That's yeah. kind of what this is. And and so part of me is like, oh, that didn't hold up. But then part of me is like, yeah, but imagine committing to that and then going for it. Like that's a hard mm-hmm. scene to do, no here's, matter what. Even today, here's mm-hmm. what what blew my mind in terms of things holding up is that the massive major action sequence in this in this movie which is way too long right <laughs> that it mm-hmm. that it keys on what's basically a car chase a real simple car chase at that because it's just on one road there's not like all all of the greatest car chases in movie history are like in Paris and they go around all sorts of interesting things right yeah right mm-hmm. this is this back like, streets this is like one big long straight highway right and uh, the cars in this car chase are uh, a 2003 Cadillac CTS. That's the main car, the yeah. car that gets every possible uh, surface yeah, covered in bullet holes. Except <laughs> for the characters never getting yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they're fighting. Uh, the agents are in a Cadillac Escalade, right? Yeah. yeah. And, th- and those were brand new models. Yeah. In in when this movie was These made, GM, and when we were all uh, GM it. donations, by the way, according to the trivia, it was uh, thirty. Let's see, three hundred, three hundred cars, cars donated by GM. Yeah, yeah. all three hundred yeah. wrecked by the end. They said, but yeah, Randy's right. These are <laughs> and all. Then the, the other memorable thing in all of that is uh, Trinity. Trinity jumps onto a moving Ducati store oh, yeah, and cool. yeah. and then rides off on a on a Ducati nine nine six. All that's, of those. That's not how they. That's not how they transport motorcycles, is it? Like, oh uh, yeah, with the with the with the get the fuel tank gassed up, ready to go. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yes. how they, I also meant like vertical, like all in a line, like like. Remember, uh, remember though, this is in the Matrix, so. Right, right. <laughs> Right, right. Like, yeah, this, this is okay. computer yeah. logic. It's yeah. like how would they yeah. do it? I don't know. But that's <laughs> that's the other thing I liked My, about that scene, real quick, Randy. I don't want to interrupt, but uh, the scene itself uh, is set in this thing called Mega City, which hmm. is in the Matrix, which the people living in it just think is the city, right? But mm-hmm. we know it because we're seeing it as this thing. It's way too big. It's like 12 Los Angeles is all stacked together. It's so big. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love that concept that the regular old people driving trucks and cars and going to work and doing their commute or whatever. They just think it's the city. We see it and we're like, holy shit, that's like the biggest city in the history of the universe. I love that. Right. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry, go on. My, my point was that that Cadillac CTS has no business still looking good. I thought I'm going to watch this. I'm going to be taken back in time and go, Oh man, look at the old cars from the early two thousands. Nope. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Yeah. The motorcycles looked, gr- look great in 2021. Yeah. And that blows my mind yeah. because every other great car chase I can think of, including my favorite is the Island, which we watched on film sack. Yeah. The, the cars are aging rapidly when you go back and look at them, you know, yeah. not this one. Yeah. This looks fine. Hats off to GM for having a little hold up there with their cars. That's cool. But yeah, yeah. like, uh, it's, it's a, it's a scene that re- I think really holds up and it's not just, a I don't know, like, a I was worried it would feel like a relic or it wouldn't, you know, it feels totally removed from the rest of the movie or whatever I was thinking because I was so impressed with it back in the day. And I was still very impressed with it. Sure, I can see the green screens and I can see some of the crappy human animation that they made for some of the CG and whatever. But 
it's really well edited and shot and it's just i wanted that to be the movie at one point i was like man can, just keep staying on this freeway forever it's really cool can, can i name one more car in that whole thing i just oh i was so excited uh niobe shows up to save the day oh, yeah, right yeah, yeah. and she's it. driving a 1967 firebird and that is oh man that car and and uh, uh, it's in the matrix so it's like black like everything else and i was just like man i wish they'd they'd chosen some other color like there were some great colors on that car yeah. and because you, can, you can't really see it you don't really get to make out how beautiful that car is and then of course they put it in front of a truck and smash it all to hell yeah, right. <laughs> oh man that, that was my other memories that she was in this more that will smith uh mrs will smith was in this movie way way more than she was i thought she was mm-hmm. a big a bigger part of it and maybe that's because she's more in three i don't i don't know oh maybe yeah, yeah. Cause she, I just feel like she had a bigger, a bigger role than she ended up having here. But, right. Uh, my, I would uh, like to report to the world that Carrie Ann Moss continues to be a crush of mine. Uh, still like her. Wow. A lot. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but, uh, she's, uh, she's still... <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but, uh, my loins are on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it moved. Uh, I don't know what that's about. Very weird. It moved, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, she just is. Yeah. Awesome. She's kind of like a hot aunt. Yeah, nah. yeah kind of. No, I mean, not your own aunt, maybe, but somebody else's aunt. No, not, not your aunt. own aunt. Yeah, somebody, yeah. So, yeah, somebody else's aunt. Yeah. yeah. Someone of your friends, you, know when the, you go to their yeah, house, this, you're like, oh, look at her. One of, the pro- one of my problems with this movie is that it takes uh, it takes a, an entirely returning cast, except the people who, the characters who died in the first one. Right. It takes this entirely returning cast and then doubles it and triples it with all too many people, way too many people. But the Wachowskis are really good at putting people into their movie that look really good, you know, like just right. like Monica Bellucci is in this movie. And, uh, 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 that, you know, like just like the, the new pilot of the ship is married to, um, Marvin Gaye's daughter and she's incredible mm. looking. Oh, is that like, who that is? Okay. Yeah. Mm. I didn't and know that. And her sister so is, uh, from, uh, Serenity and Firefly, uh, Zoe. Oh, right. Yeah. Zoe. Yeah. And it's like everybody they cast who got a little screen time is just so good looking. And that's how you know, by the way, that the the kid is not gonna is not gonna be like fighting in the matrix anytime soon because he's kinda ugly. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. You're not wrong. I thought um I just uh, watched so uh, watched this yesterday and then on the flight over here to California, I watched the first Matrix. And um didn't I know Dozer died trying to save everybody at the end but did i thought tank was still alive, ah, so, so here's this fun story so apparently yeah. uh the story goes that tank who did survive <laughs> you're right mm-hmm. uh, yeah. did uh was a but the actor is a psycho and apparently was like stalking various people on the set and was like really really <laughs> oh, annoying those guys yeah so they had to write him out and link is basically an excuse to say well you know he's he's connected to those guys and so here's link here here's michael from yeah, lost he can do it and by the way <laughs> exactly he's a pretty good actor in this i think he's maybe one of the more um i mean he's meant to be more down to earth than everybody else uh, yeah morpheus is constantly going Yes, and then the thing, and I'm not using consonants, and I, I won't use any uh, uh, abbreviations. Contractions. Yeah, yeah that's right. the word I meant. And <clears throat> and everyone else is a little bit too self-serious. 
but right. Link is at least kind of like us and sort of, you know, just going for it. And I thought he was great. Link, Link I, feels Link, Link treats this like, yeah, it's a job. I got a, I got a pilot the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. It's a job. Yeah, and he's very. Yeah, right. I think he's good, Mike. I can't think of his really. Uh, so just to just to uh, one more thing about Tank. Uh, that's an actor named Marcus Chong, mm. and he's a former child actor. And uh, you know, like he as a kid, he was in Little House on the Prairie. And he was uh, in Roots, the Next Generations, and so he apparently had all kinds of child actor problems uh, oh, when he was okay. an adult. And wait, kind of, huh? yeah. I got a question. Yeah, yeah. No. did you say that was a Roots Next Generations? <laughs> yes, yes. That was, all right. That's a, there was so you're telling me a, there a was a sequel. Yeah. There was a, there was Roots that had Lavar Burton. Uh-huh. And then he went on to be in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. Did he come back for Roots Generation? Because that <laughs> no. would feel weird. <laughs> that would feel no. weird. Why don't they right. just call it Roots? Deeper, yeah. Yeah, like no deeper, roots. deeper roots. Oh my god! <laughs> by the, <laughs> by the way, it's, it's actually shallower. You're going the other direction. Oh, that's true. Yes, the next generation. <laughs> yeah. For the for Maybe. the record, that was uh, 1979. That TV miniseries came out, and I didn't know that existed until today either. So. Yeah, thank you for the. Uh, it's got anyway. That, that the tank cast. was Marcus Chong, and he basically got run out of Hollywood. He uh, or yeah, he ran himself out, or whatever. However you want to look at it, he he burned a bunch of bridges and and stopped working. Yeah, it was a big mess, I guess. So it was it was infamous at the time. I remember hearing about it, and then the new movie came out. We're like, wait, where's that guy? Oh, no wonder he's not there. He's he was a problem. So Link, Link is your man. Link, Link will save the princess finally. Uh, if given and a what a just a, what a fantastic mm. actor and character! Like the instant I saw Link, I'm like, I want to know more about this guy. Yeah, he's great. Mm. I like that dude in general. He's great. And yeah. um, you ever see the uh, if you ever see the 2007 uh, sequel to uh, the uh, 28 Days Later, 28 Weeks Later? I think the Superior film. I know I get in a lot of trouble for that, but he's great in that too. He's real good. <laughs> yeah, and he's been Carol busy. He's in, is, uh, he's in all kinds of shit. Acting. You know, like mm-hmm. all kinds mm-hmm. of other projects and TV shows and things I haven't been watching lately, but still he's around, you know. So anyway, there's there's something Harold Perrineau is in that I've seen a hundred times and I just can't put my finger on it. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I know he is in something I've seen a hundred times. You're not thinking of Lost, right? You're thinking. Uh, well, yeah, he was in Lost and that, that may be. <laughs> that may be uh that may be like messing with my memory right yeah, probably so the walt walt was the carl of uh the early 2000s it was like uh <laughs> walking dead carl um i'm looking you know what's weird about the credits for this movie i don't, I don't know why it's this way but the imdb web version anyway i can't speak to mobile it's in but... alphabetical order by last name oh that's why because this thing is all over the effing place it's just mm. like link is not till way down on the list uh the, normally he should be in like the top 10 he's nowhere near it uh keanu reeves is obviously way down the list like it's it's effed up I, mm-hmm. I don't know i don't know why that bugs me it shouldn't bug me now that i know it i can just go oh alphabetical scroll down but i'm mm-hmm. still annoyed by it these people were like like Carrie Ann Moss shouldn't be below Nathaniel Lee's Peter Lamb, David Killed, like people I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, come on! Like the number one, <laughs> the number one cast member is Ray Anthony, the power station guard. He doesn't even have a line. <laughs> oh, okay, that's effed up, man. That's effed up. Anyway, whatever. It's not that important of a of a thing. Uh, okay. Well, let's get to some of this trivia. Uh, Sean Connery was supposed to be the architect. He turned it down. 
He said, I, I can't talk that long. He says, I <laughs> he says he couldn't understand the concept of the movie. Uh, yeah. he, well, he no said, one can. That's, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I'm with you, Sean Connery, but yeah. <laughs> I don't understand it. He, I mean, all he had to do was read lines though. It's not like he has to totally understand everything. Yeah. Just read lines. Yeah. Um, the six before you look behind you. There's a bunch of monitors with a bunch of <laughs> needles all over them, flipping me off. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad the architect was that I had another connection to because, like, that that really helped me sort of like listen to what he was saying. Like, if it had been Patrick Stewart, I would have mm. just been thinking about. Right? I that, think you're yeah, right. right. Yeah, because it ends up being a stunt cast, and you don't you're not thinking at all about what they're saying. I was already that's already hard because it's very heady and out there, and you know you really need to pay attention to what he's saying. And if it's somebody super familiar like Connery or Stewart or somebody, you would be like, "What? Oh, I'm sorry. He's he's saying something important, but all I can pay attention to here is the cards in this movie." Mm-hmm. So you're totally right. Um, he said that by the way. Connery mentioned that in his interview for the Leave Extraordinary Gentleman DVD commentary which was his last and final film of 2003 as well. So uh, this would have been his probably, had he been in this, might have been his last role was a was a Matrix film. Yeah. Yeah. No, look at that. Interesting. I like the guy they chose, though. He's cool. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have a connection to him anywhere else except he has a cool voice, and this time I listened. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I actually got something out of it, you know, more than... More yeah, than, you know, yeah. that was something also, right, because in the theater seeing this, I remember just being so bored by the time we finally get to the um, the architect and the film was really just driving me nuts. Um, but this yeah. time, yeah, it was paying more attention to what he was saying and, and paying more attention to the exposition in general. Um, yeah. And it weirdly and, has me excited to see the third one. And I didn't mm-hmm, expect to mm-hmm. feel that way because it is arguably, well, everyone everyone generally believes the third one is the biggest problem, like it's the biggest mess. Um, yeah, but I still we got to wrap everything up. It's always the hardest one. Yeah, get okay. it home. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here's what I I thought about the entire time, and I'm still <laughs> I thought I woke up thinking about this this morning. <laughs> yeah. Why is this so different than say the Empire Strikes Back? In what, and in what way? What do you mean? Like uh, tonally, or, well, or is it a middle piece, or what do you mean? Structurally, like okay. the structure of this film, you sit down to write mm-hmm. a movie that needs to stand as a sequel to a complete story, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like Star Wars: A New Hope, complete story, beginning, middle, end, and you you you're like, okay, so how do I, you know, how do I make something that's even better? Well, and there's a lot of examples of this, but The Empire Strikes Back was on my mind because it's about as simple as you can go, right? Right. You you tell a continuation of the story. You don't let the good guys win. In fact, you sort of mangle your good guys to a point (laughs) that the audience is almost going to wonder if they can possibly win in the future. And you do a lot of uh, focus on relationships. Like who are these people in, in relation to each other? Right. Because you, right. Uh, you, you, even though the, a new hope is a complete story uh, you, there, you can a- ask and answer all kinds of questions. Like what is the force? Right. Like there's mm-hmm. all sorts of things like how do these people get around, you know, like are there human cities? Mm-hmm. Yes. We're going to mm-hmm. show you one and this kind of thing. And, uh, you know, so like, I'm not saying the Empire Strikes Back is a miracle. I'm saying it's like, it's like as basic as I can imagine you pulling off this thing, this sequel, and it's really, really good. And it gives, yeah. you know, like, it's very, like, it's also entertaining. And so, um, like, I'm just like, I'm just like, what are the Wachowskis thinking here? Like, right. 
are they trying really hard to not do that? Like they're, they're literally thinking, well, okay, we can't do anything that somebody's done before to make a successful right. sequel. Well, mm-hmm. you might not be successful if you go down that path, right? Yeah. Well, you know, what works for Star Wars and the whole series and uh, Empire Strikes Back included is, is that it's a uh, space opera. It is, it is all about family and those relationships. And we have this, these turns and, and this one, it just, it just asks you to like, uh, think really hard and then turn your brain off while we fight and then mm-hmm. think really hard and they don't really work on any relationships other mm-hmm. than the sexuality of the relationship or you know or the the difference the difference of uh of motivation is, mm-hmm. is by, very by the way was anybody else uh concerned when they get to the caverns and trinity really wants to have sex with neo and then you find out later oh wait they have a private bedroom on the ship on yeah, the nebuchadnezzar yeah. they've been having sex all along what's the deal it's, it is mm-hmm. horny mm-hmm. town down in, in zion oh, i can't yeah, yeah, yeah it's a horny are... town all that twenty four seven. That whole place is DTF, man. Twenty four hours. Yeah, totally. Is. Back, back to the Empire Strikes Back comparison, though. There's another aspect of it that I think uh, Empire Strikes Back and the whole Star Wars that initial trilogy gets right is that the the Force and and its extents, what you can do and what you can't do with the Force, seems pretty well yeah, established and clear, yeah, and they follow those good. rules really well yeah. with uh, the Matrix. Oh, okay. So now Agent Smith can just pretty much go possess anybody uh, that he yeah. thinks of and, and get in all these other places that way. And oh, now we can get into Zion because of that. Yeah. You know, there's all of these things like, oh, well, if you could do that, why not just, you know, take over uh, eight cars surrounding the car that's trying to get away and just box them in yeah, and, right. and stop them that way? Or, you know, there's there's a lot of there's no, There's, yeah. Well, there's no limitations, right? No I limitations. mean, yeah. The only limitations you have is in your own imagination right there's rules when there has to be for a plot point but right. yeah but that's it you're describing that thing we always talk about haunted house rules they just are all yeah. over the place yeah. and and that's why i dislike them compared to other horror movies or other supernatural stories because those at least have rules they seem to adhere to yeah and this doesn't mm-hmm. adhere to any of those in fact they're even neo doesn't and that can be used as a really important plot point of all right, suddenly Neo can stop those robots outside of the Matrix with a yeah. force move. Mm-hmm. Now, if he can do that, fine. That's an interesting th- way of saying, well, maybe the sixth iteration of Neo, the sixth anomaly is different. Maybe this right. this one is the one that can bridge the two worlds and take but- what he can do in the Matrix outside of the Matrix. And if that's the case, that's a giant turning point. The problem is, I don't think they did a very good job of making that feel like a turning point. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. If that's what well, happens, had, I don't actually remember what happens in three. So they had I just they had just had him do necromancy in the Matrix. Like right. that was the big reveal. I think right. that's supposed to be like, oh my god, he's so powerful, he's incredible. They had just before that they had just had him uh, fly faster than the speed of sound or whatever. Like he's like, y- you know what I mean? Like uh, it's mm-hmm. enough. You you got mm-hmm. me. Yeah, you don't yeah, need yeah. to come outside of the matrix <laughs> into the real world, and he has superpowers there too. Yeah, I mean, but I, I would prefer I he didn't. Yeah. yeah, well, they're they're setting up part three because sure. he's got to be able to take down basically the the thing that created him and actually break the cycle of repeating this Groundhog Day that Neo is existing existing in. So they had to bring it outside the matrix they because there's no way just to. a human. There's no way a human could beat the matrix don't you think brian though okay that's a it's an excellent point but don't you think that it would be this this seems better to me that he's just 
so good in the Matrix, and he finally figures out a way to change the cycle within it that that's enough to, you know, let the outside have its fight, its little mech war, its little whatever it's going to have in three. Uh, but let's have him jack back in and and solve it within, not without. Right. I would prefer right. that. You know, like but, that. But, then, but still, you're you still have the problem of everybody's. Most of the population is still asleep, and they're dependent upon the machines. And you know, I mean, you could you could be in control, but then you're just another you're just another god, yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, you, but what what the whole story is about is allowing people to make their choices or that struggle to get there. Yeah. Yeah, and the choice thing opinion. finally the choice thing finally made sense to me because I listened to the architect this time. Um right. and now I understand the whole point of that. And I don't mind like Randy's right about this. Like in the Matrix, you 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 saved Trinity and you did it via the Matrix. Yes, in real life she would have died in there because that's how the Matrix works. Those are those are those plot point rules uh, Brian mentioned. They exist, you know, like, oh, if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Okay, we've established that in the first movie. So He's figured out a way to circumvent that within the construct of the Matrix, which is where he wields power. Outside of that, he just shouldn't wield any. I mean, he should wield the respect and the whatever of the people around him because of what he's doing in the Matrix. But it it does kind of ruin things that he can take it out of it. And and also, mm-hmm. the real world should have a, a really strict rule set too. And that's what that's what we're complaining about. the The real world is what the viewer is going to be more interested in at some point. Like once you, in the first movie, you spend the whole movie being really interested in what's going on in the matrix, right? You can do Kung Fu. That's really interesting. But then if you're going to, if you're going to take the, you know, the whole story up a level, then you, you're going to make the matrix kind of boring and we're going to be, we're going to shift our interests. And that like the real world here is depicted I don't know. It's just not like it isn't fully fleshed out. It's a cave full of people right. and some ships that fly out to an area where these uh, octopus robots are flying around. And that's it. That's the whole real world. Um, <laughs> I need I need more. I need a lot more. I need to mm-hmm. like and, and I realize like Terminator really struggled with this for a long mm-hmm. time. But I need you to show me all of it and how it works. Let's go. Well, that's what these, all. these two movies yeah. are supposed to be that the two final films are supposed to be you finally seeing underneath the hood. And I think that's kind of where the series goes wrong. Not that it can't be done, but it just wasn't done as well as it could be. And I think part of that is like, oh, now the mystique's gone. Now we know what Zion is. And really, Zion's like a big clockwork city that is impossible. Like, like what what, <laughs> right. what even is this place? Right. Whereas before, we didn't know anything. It was just the Nebuchadnezzar. I liked it. And, you know. I like that Zion has its own matrix that they've used. I, I wanted to dig deeper into that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. think three does. I don't think it messes with it much. Right? Um, it's like oh, the, uh, the the Animatrix. It's I, I remember getting that on oh, DVD yeah, yeah. back in the day and watching it. And um, I loved it. I think I only watched it once. I need to go back and because yeah, it's too. all these little separate stories about the Matrix. They're right? so good. Yeah, yeah. And, but let's be real clear: the Animatrix is a clever name. That's what the Animatrix is. <laughs> it's also they're all. It's also really good. They have the the when the robots took over sequence. They've got one. Okay, the the young kid who, by the way, is our is this this week? Grab a bucket. He's right. the young kid who wants mm-hmm. to be a part of everything, and somehow he's just disappeared. I'm sure. Idolizes he's in three. Come on, guys! I want to go too. Hey, guys, well, he's the, stuff. He's the he's the trope of the disrupting the assassin. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he yeah. totally did. That movie would have ended right there. Forget about your two hour running time. We'd have been like an hour and ten minutes. Um, but he he uh, he's from one of the Animatrix sequences. Um, okay, he's okay. an old okay. he's an old um, 
You guys remember the one where there was like an old philosopher guy from way back and he was starting to figure out that something wasn't right and then got right. a desire to pull into the Matrix and get out of the real world. And he was, he was living in like the 16 or 1700s or something. I can't remember exactly, but that's supposed to be him. According, uh, according to the trivia. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God, I got to go back and watch. I, You know what? I don't have to. I, I almost started. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go. But I'm going to go read about the Matrix and stuff. I'm like, oh, God, no. Yeah. I bet that's yeah. such a deep rabbit hole. I don't ever want to get the, into. But the Animatrix stuff is very cool just in general. And I would also right. say uh, I admire the Wachowskis desire to stick to whatever canon they do have. Um, for example, right. everyone's like, where's Morpheus in the fourth one? How come we don't see him in the trailer? Well, because in the Matrix Online, the now dead MMO, uh, the storyline in the MMO uh, has has uh, Morpheus dying. He's dead, right, and right. they're sticking to that canon. They're the, everything that happened oh, in, really? in okay. that everything that happened in that game and the Path of Neo game, and I think there's maybe one other, and any novelizations or comics, all of that stuff is considered canon, and they're respecting it. Right. And I I don't know. Part of me's like, oh, I want to see Morpheus again, but part of me's like. Well, that's kind of cool. Stick to your guns. That was a shitty MMO, mm-hmm. but you know, you you told a story and now you're sticking to it. And I kind of, I don't know, I admire yeah. that in some weird way. I guess I they could th- certainly th- bring him back though as like a as a product of the Matrix, like or not a product, but uh, Neo really needs to to confer with him about this new, you know, what where he's been and 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 that sort of thing as they're figuring out who they are again. Sure, because that's what it looks like from the trailer. And they could easily say, "All right, now that he's figured it out, he can generate a a pseudo Morpheus to talk to to consult with." Yeah, this it's all all this a pseudo morph. And I mm-hmm. <laughs> pseudo morph. Yeah. I like that. But this is I, I just <laughs> want to pause for here for a second and show you guys what we've done. We are talking about the Matrix in a, in a way that I think makes the matrix successful and that mm-hmm. is that we are going what if and how did and yeah. mm-hmm. where did it come like yeah, that is the fun of the world building in the in the matrix series and so even though these two sequels are kind of weak and we don't know what the fourth one will be like i, I have very high hopes for it mm-hmm. um and the first one i think is a is a modern science fiction classic but the concepts are so compelling and they're so yeah fun to <laughs> like pontificate about and and think about and discuss and stuff, and I and and it's actually yeah. kind of hard for me to think of an of an equivalent. In except it, maybe I know people are sick of Mad Max talk, but I do the same thing with that Fury Road movie. <laughs> I fill in right. a lot of the blanks, and this movies or these movies beg you to fill in blanks. They just yeah. want you to do it. They, they and I love. Well, that. Oh, bless you. There, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> no, no cough button yeah. here. Right. There's a lot of. There's a lot of Eastern philosophy and even Western philosophy in the Matrix, and that's just you know ripe for asking those questions. But there, there's never any answers. So as far as a movie goes, this this has a, it's like lost the series. It's like let's ask a million questions, but we have no yeah. answers, and you and you keep yeah. hanging around going, when's the answer going to happen? <laughs> right, right. When's the answer yeah. going to happen? Well, and yeah. it and it leads you totally to right. kind of have a distrust or maybe just a dislike of the right. the screenwriters, like. You 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 come away at some point. You like for me, it was when they introduced Persephone, and I'm like, oh, her name is Persephone, and everybody's mm-hmm. name before this has been some reference to some ancient god yeah. or religion or whatever. And I'm sure. like, so Persephone is like the wife of the devil <laughs> in the underworld, but she's she comes up to the yeah. earth and she rules over the grain harvest, and it's just right. like in this movie there's none of that nothing yeah like, yeah and, 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 and it just there's a point where i'm just like oh you just uh, thought it was a cool name you're not well, actually yes, referencing something yeah. yes yes and no they kind of alluded to this too I, i'm with you there's there's just so much 
pretend depth here. It seems to me that may be a little yeah, bit harsh. That's what I'm but, saying. Pretend but, depth. But yeah. but that's yeah. but is uh, but it makes sense because they said in, in previous iterations of the Matrix uh, there was you know a bigger fact a bigger faction of you know vampires werewolves and that sort of thing so they're old arcane uh, you yeah. know somehow made it to the to the next level of these matrices so I mean yeah well, I don't know and she's uh, yeah. and she's very yeah. important because you uh, you know Neo has to kiss her yeah. passionately yes and make it feel real. To be able to go see the keymaster. You know what's so stupid about that? Let me just let me just talk about that for a second. How dumb that is! Like, it doesn't matter (laughs) how well he kisses her. It won't. It doesn't matter. There's never a reality where she goes, "Oh, it's as if he forgot we just had this conversation." Like, you're never going to be able to do that. Yeah, they were trying to play with some ideas, and I don't think they. I don't know. I didn't think it played through well i mean you, you could lean in towards the screen and and really focus really hard and think maybe you're going to get something out of it yeah. but they were trying to draw some parallels that i just didn't i didn't find compelling <laughs> yeah like that whole thing i get i get the i mean there's some fun in the scene of of, of it's fun whatever but 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 like in my she's mind, mad like, this it's one of the true greatest tension moments in the whole movie i'm like oh he's gonna do it what's really gonna happen don't do it neo well then, do then, it. You, then you have to start asking <laughs> questions like is, is she the is she a computer lady or is she is she a real lady or yeah, a computer she's a, lady okay. no she's they're all programs because she's yeah. she she's uh yeah she's a you know a god Some, a wolf she's a, a vampire she's a, a porn wraith. side pop-up yeah right. porn side pop-up <laughs> But what's weird is you can't yeah, hmm, see. This is hard because the movie you have to make things personal. But as soon as you involve right. machines and logic, you have to depersonalize, and that's why everyone makes a straight face while they're fighting to the death all the time and all that. Right. And I like that. Um, but when they start to get into oh, this particular program has emotions and wants to rebel against her boyfriend, it starts to become like junior high computer logic. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Right. That, that, weird, that to me is dangerous. It's weird. It's, I will say this. They chose some really hard subjects to make a movie about. So honestly, but they it's chose, pretty amazing what they did. They chose dozens and dozens of subjects is, yes. is my complaint mm-hmm. here. Like, for example, there's a, my, my favorite scene in the movie is Neo meeting the Oracle. I love the actress to death yeah, who plays she the Oracle. So She's great. Uh, Passed away and, that year or the or year before that she died. Anyway, go ahead. And, uh, and she presents this trope, this pretty common trope on, at least on TV tropes called one myth to explain them all. Yeah. And one, one myth to explain them all for her is she says every story you've ever heard about vampires, werewolves, aliens, yeah. it, those are the system assimilating some program that's doing something they're not supposed to be doing. Super that right there, that one simple little concept mm-hmm. is enough for a whole movie. Yeah, uh, and yeah. you got you just hit me with a whole movie full of thinking, and I'm right. going to think about that. <laughs> And then, and then, like they do that twelve more times. Yeah, yeah. And it's like at some point, I'm just like, oh no, you've obliterated that really interesting thing I was thinking about. Oh yeah. come on. Yeah, no, she's. And maybe you're supposed awesome. to feel like I, I. Maybe you're supposed to feel like you're you know underwater. You can't you can't quite get your head above water because there's so many ideas yeah. flowing around. I mean, was it intentional? Mm. Yeah. Art, art is what it is, man. It is. Art you know, is Sometimes art. there's things, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. things come out that aren't intentional. Yeah. So maybe they were. Yeah. I don't know. Art, art intentional. <laughs> art, art is going to do what it wants to do. Yeah. No, art, art is what art is. And uh, you got to live with it. I'll, 
I'll tell you something that was uh, way different in this viewing. Uh, when I watched it back in 2003, and I think I watched it a couple of times after that, but mostly around that time frame. Uh, now that we're in 2021 and we have such a, you know, our, our focus is, you know, the, the, the discussions that are happening in this country and all across the world. And I really noticed, I'm like, okay, okay. This is odd that there's really not many white men down in the, uh, down in Zion and they're mostly just in the matrix. And I'm like, okay, are they saying something here? And it could be just, yes, you know, yes, I'm, I am primed because we've, we've been primed over the last couple of years to really look for this kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Were they, you know, a little more. No, you're right. Zion, about that. Zion is full of people of color and women. Yeah, there's only are, one white guy that's like yeah. prominently white. It's like yeah. old white man. There he is right there. You see him right yeah. there. Which is, it's, which is its own problem, right? The white guy comes in right. and saves everybody. But, but yeah, no, it's easy to see. You see things through other lenses, right? It's impossible. Yeah. It was impossible for me to see the scene of her jumping out of that window or no Neo leaving the building and that explosion happening without me immediately thinking of nine 11, which had happened yes, by exactly. the time this movie came out. Yeah, but exactly. It was this moment of like, Oh, that's a little too familiar. You just can't help it. The lenses we have are the lenses we have, and we have to see it through those lenses. And right, right. now our lenses are looking for stuff like this. So I don't blame you for seeing it. I certainly did. Yeah, but I, I did get a chance to, uh, I did get a chance this time around to really watch Morpheus's betrayal, Lawrence Fishburne and man, the way he moves, especially when he does his monkey style, yeah. when he comes down, when he comes down, raises a, yeah, here I come. Pretty it's pretty great. Um, yeah. Classic Kung yeah. Fu. When he takes off those Love silly it. glasses that um, Ibit talked about in his intro. And, and, oh, I uh, can't stand glasses that don't have freaking I know, they drive rims. me. They drive me nuts. But when he pulls his oh. off on top of that semi and is about ready to fight, I just, it's badass. He's just a badass. Yeah. He's so cool looking. And he's very old now. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> it happens. Uh, it, it does happens happen to the best of us. <clears throat> it happens. He was rolling around doing this stuff in his, you know, late forties or whatever it would have been. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty impressive. He moves pretty good for a, for a big guy. Yeah. Big guy. He does. Yeah, he does. It gets yeah. around. All right. But, um, yeah, Morpheus, I think I enjoyed Morpheus in this viewing more than I have than I did previously. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, that surprised me because I, I always felt like he was so secondary in the next, in the last two, uh, I mean, I guess he always is second seat to Neo, but he. Got, but I always thought he was just yeah. like less of him. But there was plenty well, of him. He was. He was. Yeah. All up. Well, in. you know, it was. It was a pretty. It's a. It's a testament to the movie itself because uh, it. You know, as a younger person, I only related to to Neo because he was a young person. Morpheus was older, and now that I've gotten older, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a Morpheus. Yeah. yeah look yeah, at this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's a here's a here's a fun one. I like this because you know these movies bear very usually bear no resemblance to actual real world hacking or anything but in one case right right. this is pretty rad trinity uses a genuine hack to get into the power station's computer she uses an nmap version of a 2.54 beta 25 this is is a real scanning tool used by both network administrators and hackers to find a vulnerable ssh server and then proceeds to exploit it using the ssh1 and crc32 exploit from 2001 that's pretty cool. i enjoyed that part yeah 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 that's pretty you know because cool. one of our biggest complaints all the time on the show is is oh no my realism. god this is the dumbed down hacking you know beep, boop, 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 right. kind of stuff you know computer <laughs> use and, and then, uh, yeah. right but then two seconds later 
she explodes a motorcycle that must have been strapped with some C4 <laughs> into the guard yeah. shack. I don't yeah, know where well, all those explosives come from, but right. can't win them all. <laughs> yeah, I can't win them all. Got to well, pick your battles. And that's the whole that's thing right. about the Matrix, right? What are the rules? And can how does she can she exploit the rules to the extent that she can throw a motorcycle into something and have it blow up more right. than it would in the world? But you know, it, you know, but it also makes sense because it was a it was a central point of attack, and we we'd already established that other places were wired with you know explosives everywhere so maybe it was a protection mechanism or something some kind of anti virus for the matrix or something so yeah yeah Yeah, i mean it's just it's just i'm just explaining things that don't exist go ahead yeah yeah it's just at that point it's too many layers and i think the audience is kind of been checked out yeah and like like i say uh there's plenty of people who like call this the greatest car chase in movie history. And I think it would have been if it had been tighter and in a cleaner mm-hmm. story that the audience mm-hmm. could follow, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I still think it's among the best. I think if you, I need to categorize them though and say, all right, well the French connection has an amazing car chase, but it's all practical and zero effects. Yeah. This thing is right. laden with special effects and it's, it was all done in that old, um, Kind of where Brian Ibbett is right now. What's that old uh, airbase out there that everyone uses for stuff? Um, oh, right. Yeah, with all the runways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you saw it on uh, south of San Francisco. Yeah, Mythbusters um, all the time uh, used it. But anyway, it's most of this was filmed uh, out Alameda there. Alameda Naval Air Station. There it is. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, there's there's that aspect of it. And I think it just puts it in a different category. But in that category, I still think it's one of the best. It's insane. I'd love yeah. It. Have you guys, has uh, everybody seen Tenet? Uh, yes, I, I have not. But Tenet, go ahead. Tenet has become my new favorite car chase scene. It's oh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The only problem Isn't that where Tenet they like scene, go in reverse. Yes, yes. but Tenet's, yeah. Tenet's got the same problem that we're discussing here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all one long straightaway. Yeah, uh, that. But also, mm-hmm. the movie itself is so convoluted. Like oh. following Tenet is 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 a real brain fart and. And I'm not saying in a good way, like often, like the, the, cause you know, is there a good brain fart? Well, look at, look at Ooh, Inception. So Inception is one of my favorite all time movies ever made yes. and it's full of brain farts and I love those brain farts, but I don't mm-hmm. think Tenet pulled it off as well. And as a result, everything else in it feels a little wasted. I don't know. And that car scene. That's I think, right. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot you didn't like Tenet as much as I did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the I reason like why that, I know but, I don't want to watch Tenet. Is because this is the this is the first time I've heard anybody mention Tenet uh, in, since it's, since it came out. Yeah. It's, it's the first person I've heard say, "Oh, really, Tenet? Oh, Dude. weird." Yeah. So, yeah, because like I I have heard about it over and over, and like just just a couple of weeks ago, uh, John Lovett on Love It or Leave It made this incredible Tenet joke where he told the whole joke backwards <laughs> and you, and you could only realize that when he got to the end and you realized, Oh, the punchline was at the beginning. Yeah. Right. Like I like, and that's by the way, uh, it, like just tell people, tell people who haven't seen tenant, this movie, uh, plays out in reverse. Like yeah. they, you need to know before yeah. you watch yeah. it. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It does not help you <laughs> it's not to a, not know that. Yeah. Right. It's not, and it doesn't, it's not spoilery to know that it's like, and yeah. you get more out yeah. of the film, I think going in. Yeah. Puzzle pint last, uh, or or this month, this month, last month, I can't, I don't know, time is so messed <laughs> but, up. Yeah, work backwards. Um, was was tenant uh themed. So yeah. like the puzzles, you didn't have to know anything about the movie, but they we were given four puzzles, and the answer to puzzle four 
gave us a clue to puzzle one and the answer to puzzle one gave us a clue to puzzle four. So you kind of had to do both pairs in tandem with each other to get things figured out. Interesting. It was, it was really, really well done. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. that's fascinating. Um, uh, this is an interesting thing. The, uh, the the show or the uh, the show <laughs> what am i trying to say the movie had this scene where merovingian swears in french and he talks about how much he loves to swear in french and it's like wiping your butt with a with a with silk oh with silk like yeah so <laughs> here's what he actually said so what he said in french was i'm not going to do this very well but he says nom de dieu de putain de brother de merde something this is what he really said he said goddamn whore filthy shithouse jerk burger of your mother Jerk burger. <laughs> jerk burger. Oh, I'm sorry. A, I'm sorry. Jerk burger not burger. Equivalent? Sorry. Jerk bugger. I meant j- bugger, oh, not okay. burger. <laughs> I like the phrase jerk burger, though. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Such a jerk burger. He's such a jerk burger, man. Anyway, I thought that was pretty great. And the movie did yeah. really well. It earned $735 million worldwide at the time. This is the most commercially successful R rated film ever. I don't know what hmm. it took. I don't know what's that now. Something else is that now, but uh, mm. at the time it was. Uh, some countries it had a PG probably or, Deadpool probably yeah probably did uh, yeah maybe yeah. PG thirteen equivalent rating in other countries though because uh, they took all right I've got stuff. it for you mm. so there's been three movies that have surpassed it since it came out all right yeah. what do you got uh, number three is the first Deadpool yeah number two is the second Deadpool yeah mm-hmm. and the number one highest grossing R rated film of all time is Joker oh oh, oh wow okay <laughs> for a while Passion of the Christ had it and then didn't uh beverly hills cop had it before this it was the record holder up till 2003 <laughs> beverly hills cop one i should say uh so that's interesting is there anything on the yeah, horizon uh, like, some other uh, interesting in the top 10 um the 2017 first it it the stephen king uh, it remake yeah mm-hmm. the first um, that's number five of all time and by the way that's a that's a really underrated movie that's a really good movie guys yeah, yeah. second one's not um, so good first one's great number eight uh, most uh, highest grossing uh, R-rated films is Logan, which deserves to be there, in mm. my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna need you to read the rest of them in David Letterman's uh, top ten <laughs> format, please. Number eight. Number eight. I got a flap. I got a flap a card right in front. Right. Of my hey, hey, Paul, do you like the Logan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How come? Uh, why does IMDb still think Passion of the Christ and American Sniper and Matrix Reloaded are the top three? I don't know how they're doing that. I don't know, but Passion of the Christ is currently number seven of all time. Uh, Hangover Part Two is currently number nine, and American Sniper is currently number twelve of all time. This must be are those international numbers? I get, I'm guessing. I would say. I mean, because this, I think this, yes, the stuff I'm yes, reading we're is going by worldwide total. Okay, but yeah. like domestic box office, like U.S. box office only versus international, they're very relevant. Like they're they're they they well, relate to according, each other. According to straight. IMDb, if you're doing just U.S. It's Passion of the Christ, American Sniper, Matrix Reloaded, and The Hangover One as their top four, which are five, or no, four. Um, and then we get Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, well, time. Oh, and they adjusted this for inflation. So uh, the, the original Exorcist from 73 is like number seven. Saving Private Ryan from 98 is number nine. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know what I, I think about people who, uh, who spend time adjusting for inflation? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call them? You got a name for them? Give me a name. Yeah. Jerk water. Jerk water. No, what'd you, what'd you, what'd you call them? Jerk burgers. Jerk, 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 jerk burgers. That's yeah. it. Jerk burgers. There's, there's a couple of really interesting movies that you've probably forgotten about in like the top 20 mm. R-rated all-time box yeah. office, like The Revenant from 2015. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That, like that, that, they were the that, bear sex. That got a lot of money. 
Um, there was no uh, sex scene was... with a bear, right? They just attacked him, right? Do I have that yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the bear just. The bear it, just for so up. long, though, it was like the longest bear attack you've ever it seen was in your really life, long, right? Yeah. Have there has there ever been a longer bear attack in film? I wonder. That's a good. I don't think some, so. There's some trivia for you. <laughs> um, all right. I also hated this particular bit of trivia, so we'll give it a we'll give it one of these. Uh, where where's my guy? I don't see him. Scrutiny. We'll give it a little scrutiny. Singer Aliyah was cast to play Z, but due to her death, the role was given to somebody else. Now, the reason I hate this one. Somebody else. It's that. I hate that it was given to somebody else. <laughs> like, this trivia person couldn't take five seconds and put right. the name of the girl yeah, got it. exactly. And she has and, a fine right. career. She's working. She's fine, whoever that is. Now, Nona yeah. Gay. I think her name is Nona Gay, Marvin Gaye's daughter. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. You said uh, earlier. Uh, right, right, right. I might be getting her name wrong. Yeah. It would, it would be okay if you did. It'd be okay. If you no, did. it wouldn't. It's never okay. It's never okay to get the name wrong. Always get the name right. If that if the rule in life is always get the name right, I'm screwed. I know. Screwed. <laughs> uh, Roy Jones Jr. is in this movie. What? I, I've forgotten completely. One of the greatest boxers of all time, Roy Jones yeah, who, Jr. Who's Roy, who is he playing? As some thug dude? Or who, who he, is is he? A, he is a minor captain of another ship, I think. Hmm. Oh, oh, is he the one? Ballard. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, Ballard says, you're asking for one of us to disobey a direct order. Morpheus says, that's right, I am. But we all know uh, the reason that most of us are here. It's because of our affinity for disobedience. And Bane says, Captain, I think we should volunteer. And Ballard says, shut your hole, Bane, before I put you in one. <laughs> Yeah. I want Scott to read the rest of the movie now, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, no, that's good. Now I know who Ballard is. That's cool. Cause I captured him. I'll play him later with about the whole, I got the whole part. It's pretty good. Yeah. Roy, Roy Jones jr. Like I say, one of the, one of the greatest boxers of all time. And at this time he was just past the peak of his popularity and his success as a boxer. Uh, I mean, this was a guy who was a, you know, like a multi-million dollar pay-per-view headliner, uh, in the, in the nineties. So, Mm. Um, it was just, it was just bizarre. Like I, it, it stuck out to me when the movie came out, sure. stuck out to me again in 2021. Nice. What's Roy Jones Jr. doing in this yeah, movie? What's he, I'm what's not he up sure. to? This is my favorite bit of trivia in Neo's conversation mm. with the architect up there in the upper uh, floor that couldn't get to by stairs or elevator. Uh, it was revealed that Neo or revealed that Neo is the sixth iteration of the matrix. We talked about this and, uh, he is the sixth anomaly or anomaly or number six. The Wachowskis are known for being uh, huge fans of the TV series, the prisoner from 67. Oh, okay. Uh, if you blink, you missed their, they showed a clip of the actual prisoner in the original show or the original movie when he was at the, uh, I think when he was at the place where the spoon bent and there was no spoon in that whole right. thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the main character of the show who was big on, uh, individuality and fighting system is known as number six. So fans right. of the show will spot that deeper connection, uh, yeah, oh, there you I go. love that. The, I love that. The I love the orphan sent up his spoon that Neo had saved in the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Never forget, how man. Will I, how will I eat my gruel now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how do I eat my gray? Whatever that was. <laughs> but there is no spoon. <laughs> yeah, there is no. Spoon. There is no spoon. Uh, gross moment. You guys have a. Oh, I, oh my China. Well, that's not it. Gross. All right. What do you think? To me, it's a. Think I'll, it's, I'll hint. It's a general thing. Oh, really? Okay. I th- I think it was. Uh, then then I'm going to get it wrong because it was mine was very specific. Uh, during the Neo and Trinity makeout scene while the party's going on in uh, Cave Coachella, 
Um, there's some kissing and some spit trails. And I thought, oh, oh that's, that's it right there. Scott's well, out. Okay, let me Murder. put it this way. Your, your specific example was happening in my general. And the general okay. is everything about the Zion party and the sex time just looked like the stinkiest most yes. disgusting uh, freaking cave water affair the, like yeah the, nightmare. the the admiral points at a freaking water treatment plant and right. it's got open surfaces of yeah, water yeah. i'm like whoa that must stink everywhere yeah, yeah. it's yeah, bad yeah Everything and about that scene just made me gross. think. They're all bare feet, and there's like black crap all over the floor. And- <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no deodorant in Zion. Right. Okay. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's not a speed stick to be found. Nope. No right. showers. No nothing. But we, but we get the point, Wachowskis. We get the point. This is a uh, humanity is messy. It's you know, and it's it's dirty and filthy and. Yeah, it's sexual and inside this matrix is very sterile. We get it. Look, I, I, I would agree with you until I saw Sense8, which is the Wachowski TV thing. That Sense8 right. show was nonstop orgies. Now I just think mm-hmm. they like orgies. Oh, you mean the actual sex part? Yeah, I think I, I know in general, like oh, those people dancing, they were all going to do it by the end of that scene. If they were going to be allowed yeah. to do that in a rated R movie. If you go watch we're Sense8, dancing, they were having that dance it. and that sex every episode of that damn show. I, yeah. I found it humorous that they 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 knew they had an R rating, but they still like they still presented a lot of PG thirteen sex like right like you know what I mean like I yeah. and I get I get you're not gonna you're not gonna pay Carrie Ann Moss <laughs> to show off the goods but they ha- they are making an R rated movie and they know it and they still do their best to not you know right. to not put really- his leg here and put yeah. her on there. But not only yeah. that, like some of the violence, it when was he drops, drops that giant mace down on that fight in the in the uh, the, the fancy French villa place. Oh, yeah, um, right. It's all cutaways. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. they rarely show much blood or much anything. It's some bullet holes and stuff. But you know the 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 movie. It's weird. It's rated R, but it tries not to be in weird ways. I don't know. Yeah, odd, over and over thing. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that one scene. Uh, I'm telling you, if you haven't seen Sense Eight, I'm not saying you should because I think Sense Eight. <laughs> Sense Eight was ruined. It was buckled by its own, um, what's the, its own orgy uh, fixation. Because I don't, you know, sex in a show, big deal, whatever. It's in everything mm-hmm. has something in it now. That thing was just a little bit of exposition, story, and some cool stuff, and then oh, so, uh, sex for the rest of the time. Everybody, we're just sex. Right, right, Let's just right. go. And it was yeah. too much. It was too much. So I think Zion was them. Getting pumped for you know what was what, <laughs> what was coming. My favorite sex scene was when uh, when old uh, oh, why I forget his name. And all of a sudden, uh, played and lost. We already talked about him. Oh, Michael Burnham. Oh, there we go, yeah. Michael. Yeah. When he comes home to his wife and yeah. he goes, "Hey, where are my the kids yeah. are there." What was he, the what was the word he was about to say? Oh, I don't know, but he was he was definitely ready for on. sex. I had yeah. the subtitles on. And the subtitles Puss. spelled out P U S S and yep. then a dash. Yeah. Like they yeah. couldn't even subtitle the whole word. I noticed that as well. That was pretty awesome. Uh, this yeah. song. Yeah, that place was Horn Town for this, sure. This man. song by good. Fluke, uh, they just call it Zion. They played it there during the Zion scene. I love this. I'm sort of playing it a little bit. Maybe it isn't the song. I thought, I thought that was it. But I love that I love Fluke a lot. Song, right? I could listen to Fluke all day. And uh, yeah. Yeah. their, no, their best song is in this movie. It. Yeah, it's very good. Oh, here it is. I found it for real this time. Hold on. Come on, play. 
Here we go. It's way more drummy. Yeah. Dude, it makes me want to race cars and wipe out yeah. that game. I want to rave. Let's rave. I love but, that yeah, stuff. But, you know, people Trust there me. without, uh, you know, just own a blanket is all that they own. Yeah, they're going to find some glow sticks somewhere. In the- <laughs> Still, trust me, you do not want to listen to loud music in a cave. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. The yeah. acoustics are horrible. Yeah, they must be bad. Uh, is uh, that really? Those are real so, caves, then? That's the Carlsbad Caves thing? No, I was just making up. Like it, it's, like, um, they're uh, all of most of that filming was done in like a hangar, mm. and and they just like you know CGI'd in some some nice big uh, stalagmites and stalactites and stuff. Sure, uh, it's gotcha. just like where where are, where are these caverns supposed to be on Earth? You know, because like, again. Mm-hmm this movie takes place on earth in the future let's have some you know let's have let's just have someone say uh you know we we found a lot of other humanity living here in the Larray caverns or something i i don't know right. it doesn't have to be like like that but it like say something mm-hmm. it, yeah. it just like i say the whole idea of there being a big entrance tunnel that only humans are using and that the machines okay. aren't is just insane. Yeah. yeah, that entrance tunnel, by the way, looked like um, when you when you summon the uh, space station in no man the circular ball yeah. thing and yeah, you yeah. fly into it. It's that similar, like, oh yeah, three three or four platforms you land on on the side and oh, right. yeah, central walkway. I wonder if those guys <laughs> got a little inspiration from the movie or something. Maybe, I'm, yeah. I've been inspired. The game's really good right now. Um, uh, was uh, do you think Steven Seagal was inspired by Neo's um, <laughs> dresses, <laughs> his fighting dresses? I was gonna yeah. say, didn't those feel less trench coaty and more like dresses this time around? Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. did. They did. Yeah. I don't know how you can fight in those things because they don't look very flexible. Or- no, but you need it so that you can you can explain all those noises that are constantly going on. This is don't ever zero in on those noises or you'll never be able to watch the movie. I'm not yeah. sure the movies ever did the, a very good job of explaining this, including the first one, but they never really get into why you would need to have all this stuff in the Matrix. Like, why dress like this? Just be yourself. Yeah. There. Like, why right. do you have to? Do well, this? Yeah, they. I mean, it feels it, like the you know the the skin tight rubber suit. That's the ideal Matrix wear. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> right. But which? But does Neo wear it? No. He yeah, can't. that's that's the weirdest part to me is that that vinyl cat suit is only on one person in all mm-hmm. of the Matrix. Right. Like, yeah. if if it's. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's a weird thing. Yeah. Is what I'm could saying. you explain the sunglasses? I don't understand this. Maybe I missed it. Did I miss it? And I just forgotten about it. Why you know is sunglasses? Everybody, honestly, it feels like video. It's like video game logic. They're just skinning. You know, like everyone's yeah. yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Translogged into a, uh, a vinyl suit. Yeah, this right. might have been ahead of its time because now, if you play any kind of video game of note. Everything about those games, everything in games is about cosmetics. I'm going to wear this hat yeah. today. I'm going to wear this cl- yeah. these clothes, yeah. this cape. This I'm way. sure making The Matrix, though, the original movie, they were like, we're going to have to have CGI people. The more of the people we cover up in smooth surfaces like sunglasses, the easier it'll be when we transition from the real person to the fake. Yeah, And that that's just a truth, right? That's just like, okay. But they were so stylish that we didn't notice or care, right? Yeah. right. Everybody wanted to look like that in 2003. Yeah. You know, like those, it, mm-hmm. those glasses, like that, that was, there were, there were like three styles of sunglasses in this movie and all three styles were very popular in the room. Right. I think, yeah. I think they did get like a sponsorship or something from Oakley or something like that. They had to sunglasses. Some sort I'm of telling agreement. You. 
Yeah. The uh, but there was one guy. There was one guy, and I thought maybe they were going to start like a red shirt kind of theme. There was like one guy in the matrix. I think it was the first one of them that died. His glasses were like they they weren't dark. You could actually see his eyes, and I'm like, hmm, interesting. See Neo's when this the kind of, architect room opened up. You could kind of see Neo's in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this guy's Ibit, like like blue blockers. It was like obvious. Yeah. yeah but yes, I looked it up. Uh, uh, these were um, original handmade eyewear. The designer is named Richard Walker, mm. and uh, he he tried to make one of a kind uh, glasses for the Matrix. Uh, I'm just saying, boy, did they get copied. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, there's big time. Yeah, there's now there's now literally a company called Matrix Eyewear that still exists, <laughs> still selling those things. Really? <laughs> how could you how could you get those and not feel like a dick though? Yeah. <laughs> Man, right, dick. exactly. I feel like I feel like I would feel like a dick in those. Yes, the the Morpheus ones in particular. The other ones I maybe get a get get. Yeah, away the Morpheus with. ones I definitely couldn't deal with. Yeah, I, I, no, I no, got to have like the student's constant pinch your nose yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> I actually, I, I could go for the ones that the the twins wear. The twins' sunglasses look uh, practical. Oh, yeah. How'd they stay on? Oh, the the dread ghosts. Yeah, the dread, yeah. <laughs> the dread <laughs> the race. Yeah, the dread wraiths. That's even a better name. They're, the twins yeah. are great yeah. and underused. I I wish they were. I, there's some rumors the twins are back for the new one or some form of mm. that, but. Uh, do we get, we probably get them uh, more in uh, revolutions too, don't we? I thought they. I thought this was supposed they to be blew, their they death. They blew up in the. Uh, Isn't this supposed to be their death? I thought this was when their they death. Blow up above uh, the, uh, no, they they blew above them, but they then they turn into uh, the ghost as they flew up. Yeah, far but, uh, in the, but air. the way I watched yeah. really carefully this time and actually rewound it, it looks like they get kind of disintegrated, then half wraithed. Oh, and, really? So maybe okay. they do come back, but they're damaged. Yeah, yeah they're, they're uh, there's backups of them in cold storage. They just right. pull that right out. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. If we want to get real down to it, I'm I'm sure the machines yeah. have redundancy on everything. So why wouldn't? Yeah, we? exactly. Yeah. Um, the v- digital vagina cake. Can we talk about that for a second? That was so good. <laughs> I didn't remember that at all. That was weird. I didn't no, either. I didn't either. It's so, like zipping right up. Uh, the Yeah. Uh-huh. So the idea is he made a cake that was programmed to what? Achieve orgasm for that. Turn lady? her on. Oh, yeah. I thought it just gave her finish an her off. Okay. That's because yeah, he had to go take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't actually taking a piss. Yeah. No, he was I, not. Lipstick? Lipstick. I actually kind of appreciate that the Wachowskis just put their sexuality and and whatnot like right out into their movies. Like mm-hmm. instead of instead of like really hiding it and constructing some kind of uh, you know doubt, like they just mm-hmm. like this is what we think of when we think of sex. Here it is. We like yeah. it. We think cake. Is. We think cake is sexy. Is what they're saying. That's what they're telling us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I could, I could go for a piece of cake. We yeah, think. Right? We think kissing in the. We think kissing passionately in front of the 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 waterfall pea tower is hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you brought no. that up. I couldn't get over that the urinal was a pea tower thing yeah with a running water waterfall yeah mm-hmm. part of me's like that's too weird don't give me your dumb idea for I, future and then part of me's like, i don't I need any like more that. splashing when i'm taking right, a pee. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm good okay well uh good. you do not want to go to the website urinals of the world and look up <laughs> waterfall urinals because there are many of them around the world hold on i'm sure there are i'm sorry it makes Maybe sense guaranteed to get uh a splash right on the crotch of my pants. I just right. I don't need anything to emphasize that. Thank hold, you. Hold on a second. There's, there's also, a website called Urinals of the World. What do we? Yeah. Doing? There's there's also a website called Weird California, where they one of their features is a waterfall urinal. <laughs> and why not? I mean, why not? 
you know, oh, this is it's great. cool. Whatever. Okay. Why not, man? There's a, I found one of a, at a gas station in Las Vegas. Uh, and the whole thing is this fancy fountain. I'll put it in discord, but, uh, I kind of want this now. I kind of want to pee in that. It's, I, kinda wanna, <laughs> it's I, don't, I just want to pee on it. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't help, help it. it. Yeah. I can't help it. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, to... look at that. It's like a tiki. Uh, it's like a tiki urinal. Yeah. Almost the gas station itself is almost an old uh, pizza hut. It is. But look at that. Um, like that's either the cool, the coolest urinal ever, or that's a natural urine formation because no one ever cleans it. Maybe that's a normal urinal. <laughs> it's crystallized. Are you supposed to stand like that? Uh, I don't know how that works and doesn't splash all over your knees. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to know now. There's parts of me that now don't want to know about right, how that yeah. works. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anything else going on? Oh, I. Um, uh, oh no, we talked about digital vagina. I, I just want to. I want to <laughs> underline. I want to underline the original point on the waterfall urinal, which is why does anybody have to pee in the matrix? What? What? Right. Right. The, what That's is, what yeah, I yeah. thought too. Right. He was like, I got a drink. It was an excuse, right? Because he didn't really have to pee. Of course, yeah. Well, yeah. wait a minute. But then there was a guy in there peeing. Was he not part of the Matrix? He was a human. I guess. There? Yeah, a human. He was a program and doesn't be, be know. Bob. <laughs> well, okay, that's true. Must too. be. Yeah. Must yeah. be. He's like an NPC in an MMO that just is always. That's paying. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That could be that. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, something I wrote down that if I had the tools here to make gifts. I would totally make a gif of all of the Agent Smiths fighting Neo and said, this is like when uh, uh, one of my clients always starts a new email thread for every issue instead right. of just replying to the existing thread. Oh, my gosh. I like, the, I like the I, I like their their almost a rumble take on that uh, you know it seems so much of a, like a, a rumble scene yes where it's yeah. like you just like keep, West keep pouring story. in yeah exactly keep running in from the from the side and the gates like just that. <laughs> yeah yeah that's called the burly brawl that's okay. it's had a name ever since the movie came out like <laughs> like it's okay. a, like it's its own thing Burly and brawl. I don't understand why that's always been called yeah. the Burly Brawl. Well, imagine, and then there's Im- not a bunch of other names for fights in Matrix movies. Right. Right. Imagine, again, cool, cool name. And, yeah, but right. imagine like a, a bar cool fight. Name. It's like a We're bar fight where everybody joins in. I, I see that called yeah. a Burly Brawl. Right. You know? and, they all, and they all wait their turn at the side. Yeah. Uh, instead of everybody just piling on them. Well, they do a one-point yeah. pile on them, but... But the you know three fourths of the fight is all right. Well, as soon as that agent Smith is done, then I'm gonna move in and try and attack. Right. Oh darn, he blocked me too. Yeah, why? Right. Why didn't they just? That's a funny. Not even now. It's gonna bug me forever because they could all just <laughs> then at well, once this throw point, at him. You know, at this point, Agent Smith is no longer Agent Smith, and he's not hooked in. He's a free agent. He's just Smith, and uh, and I don't think he has the imagination to uh, attack all at once as a freestanding program. My whole thing was if I was Neo, the very first thing I would have done is pick up one of the agent Smiths and swing him around like a cudgel. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Dodge this. fight over <laughs> like they, you just they did it. his ankles and swing him and swing him and swing him. And then you're that done. The, yeah. The last, the that, last thing he does in the fight. Yeah. That's is, one of the things that, he does. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish, uh, well, we haven't really talked about him, but I really like Hugo Weaving, and I liked yeah. him oh a God, lot so in this. Good. He was great as always, mm-hmm. yeah, just eating up he's the scenery great. and doing good. It's just very hard to deny that dude. But if anything, uh, as much as I love him, I st- I still think they. It's too tempting. I get it, but he's technically dead in the first movie. So bringing him back mm-hmm. is purely you going. 
oh man, Agent Smith was cool. We should really figure out a way to bring him back. Yeah. And yeah. part of me is like, well, he was because they had a bunch of uh, you know putty looking agents instead. You know what I mean? From like Seinfeld, he just wasn't. Yeah, that's great. They looked like a bunch of putties. Yeah, oh my gosh, feel like no it. way. You nailed yeah. it. That's I, perfect. I called them Mr. Biggs. They're a bunch of Mr. Mr. Biggs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Chris and Oath. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of putties. Oh, How never, great would they would it be if they had Patrick Warburton as all of those? Uh, yeah, that would have been fantastic. Yeah. He, he does that in uh, Men in Black through two two. Oh, was he in oh, Men in really? Black movie? Yeah, he's that. he's zapped early on. Oh, he's got right. East the pie. Yeah. Oh, right. Which makes sense with the black suits and everything. Maybe that's why I saw it. He's not in nearly Basically. enough things. I don't know why the world yeah. the, the world needs to just embrace the idea that that Patrick Warburton should be in almost everything. Just make it happen. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah dumbasses oh you know who could have been the architect uh still at this age and i would have been tickled um william devane oh wow (laughs) that would work he's old and dead now right or what's his deal (laughs) i think he's living i think william devane's alive (laughs) i think he's living wherever he is he's grinning at somebody and telling them a fun story (laughs) oh there he is he is still alive born at 39 been around forever that guy wasn't he? He was just in that uh, um, Ben Savage. No, sorry, John Savage, Rob Lowe thing called the the grinder. Close, not the, the grinder. That show was so great. I never saw it, um, but I heard about it. Came out one season see. and under underappreciated and just so damn good. That was the last thing he made. Yeah, he's yeah. been retired okay. since. But uh, I will watch the grinder. I I didn't I didn't I was on the fence, but I'm I'm in yeah. now. No, okay. you need to watch it. It's great. It's it's uh, um, so much better than has any right to be. Right. Wait. Okay. So you're saying watch the grinder, don't use the grinder. Yeah. Or don't, use, use, grinder. don't use the grinder. grinder. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And fully appreciate William Devane. Yeah. That, uh, He's also in Payback, uh, a movie we really need to watch. I love oh, Payback. Yeah. I mean, I love that movie so much, and it's so problematic, and I love it anyway. I love it. I don't care. Uh, We're watching it. Mm-hmm. We got to watch Payback. Payback is so great. Yeah. yeah, that's the one where the they they kidnap his daughter, Mel Gibson's nope. daughter. Is that right? No, nope. yeah. no, nope. nope. no. Revenge story. All they do is take his money. That's yeah. all, the it's, only oh. thing they do. He's like a what? hitman slash yeah. mob guy. And uh, well, what is what's the Brian, one where called, they take his daughter? It's called, it's called uh, that's called daughter back. No, it's called that's <laughs> daughter back. That's ransom. You're thinking of ransom. 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 Yeah. They're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge story. But payback is is legitimately great and very subversive and uh full of great actors and it's great we should watch and, now without and mel gibson's daughter and these actors these older men they're the opposite of matrix people every one of them is <laughs> uglier than the last it's got greg henry and david pamer and william devant bill duke is one of these guys oh, like yeah. they're just ugly ugly chris men. christopherson yep. chris christopherson <laughs> but you mean that in it he may have but, been pretty in 1980 81 right. No, but right now in the payback, he's so ugly. It's a positive. But you're yeah. using you're using ugly as another term for well worn and rugged and yeah. that kind oh, of thing. I don't know about rugged, leathery. They're Sorry, just okay. perf- they're yeah. just perfect for it. But it's the second. It's uh, my two favorite movies of nineteen. 19- I have three favorite movies from ninety nine, and that goes like this: Iron Giant, The Matrix, and Payback. Those are the three best mm. movies of that year. And I'm telling you, Payback. We gotta watch Payback. We're gonna watch payback. So Brian can watch the whole time, going, "Where's his daughter at? <laughs> <laughs> when are they gonna take yeah. his daughter? <laughs> When's he gonna pay the money to get his daughter back with some sort of ransom?" <laughs> I am just, I am, I'm really proud of you, Scott, that you didn't name Fight Club. Thank you. Oh yeah, Fight what? Club. Uh, Fight Club has its moments. Um, I don't, I don't like. 
we don't we don't talk about Fight Club. Kind of like we don't talk about for, <laughs> like kind of like we don't What's talk about Forrest Gump. Um, no, that actually it, is it, one of it, my favorite. Movies. I know Brian loves they, that. Movie. They really are, but they yeah. they they permeated the society and culture so much that you, it's really hard to yeah. to revisit. My problem them, like with Pay, Gump. listen. My problem with it's not even that. My problem with Fight Club is not the movie or its or its precepts or its concepts or anything else or anything from the book it's based on or any of that. My problem mm-hmm. is. There are unironic idiots out there that take that stuff to be like oh, their yes. their yeah, persona. Right. They're the like yeah. they're like the people who love Rick and Morty and think Rick is their they 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 admire Rick in ways that they're not supposed yeah. to. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like yeah. that to yeah. me. That's why I don't like it. But I like the movie. Yeah, it's and, a good movie. But. And we can't watch Forrest Gump because everybody has a Forrest Gump impression and you don't even have to watch it. You just <laughs> Turn around and slap it like a box of chocolate, and he's like, "Shut up, stop it!" I've, yeah. I, I've lost track of Scott's three movies from ninety nine. Was there a thread? Pay- payback, payback. So number one, Iron Giant, Iron Giant, Iron Giant. Number two, The Matrix. Number three, Payback. Okay, all right. I I would add Galaxy Quest, but that's a movie oh. that's gotten better with age. I love that movie. Oh, it's on there. That's a great movie. I forgot it was ninety nine actually. Yeah, ninety nine was a pretty good year actually for movies. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. We, yeah. we was we was worried this was going to be the last year, so we went ahead and made the, all the good movies. <laughs> That's right. Ninety nine also had some overrated films, like wildly overrated films, like American Beauty. Good yeah. movie, yeah. but it's so overrated. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's it's almost a joke. It, it became a joke pretty early. This is before Kevin Spacey got into all right, of his trouble. Was, People yeah, were all exactly. like, already going. We'll get this pretentious movie with the bag is the, the plastic bag, bag is art. That's exactly. That will never, <laughs> I will never see that scene and think, wow, that is really beautiful. The way it just floats right. around. No, it's, it's a bag in the wind. It's yeah. trash. It's, yeah, a, it's, a, bag. it's, a, it's, a, it's a freaking Walmart bag. You've all seen this. It's trash like this movie. Yeah. Click. Uh, another one that I just think is so overrated is um, um, The Sixth Sense. Mm. Uh, just because it's once a you know, very. Once you know the twist. Well, and it's just a very sleepy movie. Like you put, you can put it on to cure insomnia. You know, right? I wish I could <laughs> see dead people. And it's it's almost proven that the Shyamalan thing was just a fluke, right? That and Unbreakable were these flukes that are just really great. Because ever yeah. since both of those, Lady in the Water well, and The Village, right? Yeah, we had some recent that was real they good, right? Flukes. We, once we figured out his note, it was like, oh, we all just started looking for it, and it just didn't work anymore yeah, but i but still think he does didn't he have something recently where it was like oh yeah he killed it with old that. No, no, no it wasn't, it wasn't old no, but yeah um, he's the ser- uh, servant on apple tv plus is pretty good but it's it's dragging on so much without any sort of resolution you Look, start hating every character in that show i mean i loved signs I, i'll unapologetically like signs what's the one too. i'm thinking of though i'll um I will. I'll watch any M Night Shyamalan movie, and I won't argue with you that a lot of them are bad. But he always brings something visual to the table that I enjoy mm-hmm. watching. Regardless, I, I really liked Glass. Glass, I thought was really good. It was they. They could have. He could have stopped the ending one or two endings before the ending. Right. He had three endings on that thing. It was like a, a Lord of the Rings movie, yeah. and he could have yeah. just stopped at the first one. Yeah, but um, he over-explained everything unnecessarily. But that was a good capper to the whole um, split, unbreakable. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Story. And they, oh, did you see Ibit? Ibit? Did you see yeah. they got the, they got the new 4K version of the uh, 
of the Unbreakable just came out. Ooh. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a 4K TV. I didn't. I spent my uh, stimulus check on uh, hookers and blow, so I didn't. I didn't end up with a uh... hookers and blow. So I got lipstick on my junk on my <laughs> unit. What can I say? Yeah, but no 4K. The yeah, 4K. I can't remember what I spent my uh, stimulus on, but I should have spent it on a 4K TV. Tina wouldn't let me. That actually is what it is. I wanted to get a new 4K TV for the living room, and I had one picked right. out. And it was bigger than the one we have. Yeah. Um, but it it would cover up a couple. Well, it wouldn't cover them up. It would extend into little cubbies. One of which has some some pretty decorative crap in it, and I would have had to right. block that crap or move it or something. She didn't want to do that. Look, hey, that's the you whole have, reason. Yeah. Do you guys have a projector? No. They, yes. No, I'm don't. telling you, you're like you're old school like me. I mean, there's there's nothing like watching a film at stupid 24 frames per second on an old you know, projected screen. I have a screen that drops down to the ceiling, so I don't worry about none of the stuff behind oh, it. It just, it just, yeah, we painted a, we painted a wall, uh, but we have a, we have a really good DLP projector for the basement. That, yeah. Um, that, uh, I was going to paint know, the walls. Mm-hmm. I was going to paint the wall, but then, then I was told that, well, now we can't put anything there. So it got a big, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll just get one of those. Cause it's like $150 for the drop. Yeah. For, it does it yeah. little Look, motor and everything. The women in our lives, they've got ideas. Okay. And they, yeah. get, yeah. and, they're, and they're valid and they're totally valid. And those cubby holes with cute little trinkets, boy, those matter. I'll tell you what. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> I think what I, what I might have to do is um, go to Best Buy and slowly buy and return ever increasing <laughs> size TVs <laughs> Oh, yeah. slowly so that approach. she doesn't yeah, know it's, this. Yeah. It's always a good idea to. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. always a good idea to make your fiance or spouse or wife to make them feel like they're going crazy. Yeah, that's make, always <laughs> that always was, ends well. Was our TV always that big? Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Why is this? Why is this remote got the power button on the left side? <laughs> right. Yeah. She'll start to notice. The okay, Matrix. Things. Yeah, I love while, it. While yeah. we're completely uh, off subject, but <laughs> right. we're, we're it's a movie podcast. Yeah. Um, I noticed, I think I noticed that Scott Johnson watched, uh, rewatched one of my favorite movies this week, and that is Open Range. Yes, I did. Okay. And uh, I just want to ask, like, I, I've seen it so many times that I, you know, it's not really, I, I obviously, I love it. Is that, but I just want is to that ask the you, one with uh, Costner's derpy hat? Is that? Uh, yes. 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 For, for only a second. Most of the movie is hats fine, but there's a hot minute where it's all misshapen. Yeah. And I don't know if they just didn't notice in editing or something. But Same, so, same so, year so, as The Matrix Reloaded and Revolution, yeah, by the way. Yeah, so, exactly. 2003. Yep. So I just yeah. want to ask you, uh, still holding up for you? Dumbledore, still a good bad guy, all that? 100% holding up for me. That movie's amazing it's one of my favorite westerns it's also maybe my favorite thing he ever directed uh hmm. and uh i forget how good uh robert duvall is he's amazing in that yeah. movie. So good. Love it's robert an duvall. incredible film i i i know for some it's a little bit of a slow burn at the top that's part of why i like it um it just doesn't it takes its time to get where it needs to go and it just tells a great story i forgot diego luna's in it and he's also amazing it's just a great movie. I, it's on yeah. Prime till the thirtieth, so there's still time if people want to see it. But don't let that don't sleep on Open Range. That's an that's an I, amazing. You, you know, he he only directed three films, and uh, this was the one where he said he will never direct another film mm-hmm. because he had such a hard time getting it produced. Yeah, and uh, like I I have the special edition. I've watched you know the documentary the making of uh, the document. It's a remarkable making of documentary. It's the only one I've ever seen where a filmmaker openly hates on other filmmakers. Yeah. 
Like, oh, yeah. Just, oh, wow. like yeah, he was, oh, he was ruined by open range. Yeah. And anyway, I just want to say, I think my favorite movie he directed is the postman. I think it's just, did he direct the post? I still need to, I still yeah. need to see that. Yeah. I thought he didn't direct that. Well, no, you know what? I'm waiting for film sack to, to watch that one. I, okay. I oh, I'm going to force it on it. you, Brian. Ivett. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jam oh, jam we, the postman down our gullets. We have to watch postman. There's no question. But isn't, isn't that one of those three hour epic movies? It's pretty it's very long. long. Um, let's see. I can tell you. It's, it's don't I complain and, enough about that for y'all not to bring that to the table? <laughs> not near enough. You got to complain more. Uh, here it is. Time, total running time. Oh, no. There it is. Two hours, 57 minutes. It's long. It's three hours. That's movie. three hours. Yeah. Don't don't let that three minutes fool you. That's, yeah. that's three hours. <laughs> that's three and a half for me because that's about how long yeah. the extra half hour of caption, capping stuff takes. Yeah, me. yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you got to see it. You have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've had opportunities to see it that I've said I'm not yeah. going to watch it because I know we're going to watch it for film sack eventually. So yeah, uh, do they do they answer the question of how many times he rings? Is it, is it that kind of a movie? <laughs> is it really Cause, twice? Yeah, because yeah. this this movie didn't answer any questions. The Matrix it so just had a lot of questions, no answers. I it's, think he yeah. just had two. His eyes were always bigger than his stomach. Uh, a very ambitious, you know, to make something so huge and so epic that he it gets away from him and it's unfortunate that's why i think open range is so great because it's not that it's yeah it's just like hey i made a great western and i didn't have to you know i don't have to try to convince you all that we're living in a post-apocalyptic yeah. world with with a single no, postman. So, like at the you can sum it up in one in one sentence right mm-hmm. uh in the in the free range west of montana there's gonna be a gunfight yeah, mm. that's, that's it. it. That's the whole thing. There's a simplicity so, to be a it. Yeah. That's what I like. It's the simplicity of like, that's life, and here's what we're going to do, and they're going after our cattle, and we got to stop them. And I don't know, is there real purity so, to it? Yeah. Did they did they use uh, like the CRT green palette in that as well? As <laughs> no, on, like the, you know. no, they did not. Right? No. Okay. Just it's curious. a beautifully uh, shot movie too. It's really. Right. Really I, nice. I have I still have hopes. I've said this before. I still have hopes that Kevin Costner will take the Clint Eastwood track. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Clint Eastwood I can't has steer made, this ship back. <laughs> Clint Eastwood has made a series of old man movies, yeah. and there's a new one right. that's out right now. Yeah. yeah. If you it's not uh, getting like, very good reviews either. No, but if you if you uh, want to see Lawrence it, at, in it, nope. If you want to see brand new Clint Eastwood movie at home, just subscribe mm-hmm. to HBO Max until October 17th. And uh, I, I'm like, I'm over it. The mule is what put me over. I was like, oh, I loved Gran Torino. And then the mule, I'm like, oh, no, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. And so, like, I can't imagine that Cry Macho is any good. Yeah. But I want Kevin Costner to do that exact thing, please. Yeah. I can't. If Look, if Cry Macho doesn't end with a small, light breeze blowing him off a porch, then I'm not going to watch it because. <laughs> off his stool. Yeah. He'll say <laughs> um, Costner, though, I, I you guys know I'm a die yeah. in the wool Costner fan. So yeah. anything you say, uh, he should have been he should have played the architect in part three. That's what he should have. Sure. Why not? Interesting. Give him, yeah. give him a Colonel Sanders beard and put him in his. Oh, that's so yeah. hilarious because that's the first thing I wrote down wherever he met the architect in Reloaded was I thought, oh, I didn't know the colonel also made the matrix as well as delicious Kentucky right. fried chicken. Yeah. How yes. many herbs and spices did he use to make yes, those exactly. people? The, you're the sixth iteration of these 11 herbs and spices. Right. That used. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not, also don't, don't sleep on Yellowstone. And if you've never seen it, the highway highwaymen that came out in 2019 on Netflix with him and Woody Harrelson. I, amazing. I'm movie. sorry. This now seems like a fight. 
like Scott is like, no, we're going to talk about this. We're and talking, about, like, we're no. talking about Kevin. <laughs> this is Kevin's time. Damn it. All right. Hey, guys, I want to talk to you about getting better help in your life. You got to ask yourself sometimes, uh, you know, what are the things that get in your way in life? What stops you from being happy? What prevents you from achieving the kinds of goals that you want to achieve in your life? Well, good news. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. All right. You can start communicating in under 48 hours and you connect in this really safe and private online environment. It's very, very convenient. Never going to have to have a single foot in that uncomfortable waiting room. Nobody likes it there. I don't like it there. Do you like it there? Nobody does. They can help you with all sorts of stuff. Depression, stress, anxiety, sleeping issues, trauma, uh, self-esteem, anger, grief. What are you dealing with? Well, they got you covered. And everything you share is confidential. They're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So it's easy and free, by the way, to change counselors if needed. They want to match you with the right right therapist. BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide, and they're awesome. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash FilmSack. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's BetterHelp.com slash FilmSack. For ten percent off your first month, thanks. BetterHelp. We can do clips now, though. Should we do clips? Sweet. Let's do some clips. Yeah. We should totally do clips. Yeah. I agree. What are we going to do it from though? The Postman. What are we doing? Uh, it's for, this one will be from the Matrix know. Reloaded. Uh, okay, good plan. Clips, good plan. Good yeah. plan. So yeah. here they are. Let's start with some techno babble. Uh, who knows what this means? Patch the main AC to the hard drives and stand by to broadcast. A lot of hard drive re- uh, references in these movies because uh-huh. back then, you know, yeah. Oh, it's man. funny because everybody on the Nebuchadnezzar still looks like they're using a hypercard stack <laughs> to operate yeah. all the functions. Yeah. Yep. They the computers their... gave them computers, but they didn't want to give them any smart machines. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. There's something about seriousness here. Let's see. What's this? A strategy is still being formulated. I'm sure it is. Oh, just so serious. Like, <laughs> I know it. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy, by the way, um, Locke. Uh, what's her face? His new boyfriend. Yeah, is um, I think he's the guy who does a lot of the announcement stuff for NBC or ABC coming yes. up on the blacklist. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He's in. Uh, he's in Man of Steel. Harry Harry Lennox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in all sorts of stuff. Ooh. Yeah, and I really love his uh, "Don't Mess with a Missionary Man" song that he used to sing. <laughs> Um, right, yeah. here's uh here's looking for neo i'm looking for neo all right so there's that it's just a quote yeah. there um here's some fun kung fu sounds there's a lot of that in this movie yeah of- there is so Lock- much of jerking sheets around yeah. <laughs> that uh yeah that side of beef is really getting hit in the uh <laughs> hey Ibbett, when you were doing, when you were driving lyft did you ever have to have a fight like that uh the, the one twin and morpheus in the car that kind of like oh yeah they train you for that you gotta like be able to fight in the that's front of the why car keep, that's why i keep a katana right there on the dashboard <laughs> nice smart <laughs> smart very smart all right too many names niobe captain niobe she used to be with Morpheus. Now she's with Locke. And what happened? Morpheus went to the Oracle. After that, everything changed. This is too many people. It's like Morpheus. Yeah, Niobe. you can cut eighty percent of the extra characters out of this movie, and you just make it better. Yeah, I kind of agree. Mm-hmm. Short, shorten up your list a little. 
Uh, okay, somebody doesn't want to hear something. Let's see what this is. I don't want to hear that shit. Oh, it's Lockheed. He doesn't want to hear that. So is that the guy? Uh, There's the voice again. I don't want to hear that shit. Is he your ABC, NBC mm-hmm. guy or whatever? Yeah, okay. we think so. We Fair think enough. That's the, yep. that's and, that's and, and I just want to adjust something I just said. Do not cut Randall Duck Kim as the key master. <laughs> The key maker or whatever. He's so oh, he yes, was great. that was a, that was such a fun character. That was a fun character. Agreed. Key maker, not key master, because then Gozer no. gets involved. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you don't want to get the Ghostbusters don't in there. Don't get Gozer in here. Um yeah, no, he's I forgot to mention him. And also him just getting yanked through the through the freeway by Morpheus, like getting thrown up over yeah, the top of the yeah. car and flying through the air over the giant exploding semis. Just great. Whee. That was awesome. I love how but I did I did love how he how he ran. When he when they finally got him out of that little room, his little key room, when they yeah. first found him, yeah, and he's like, "I'm out." Yeah, <laughs> he kind of like he got real panicked. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, let Pattered me ask out. you this. See, that's another problem though. He's he gets all shot up from the door, you know, shutting the door, and then he's yeah. standing there and realizes he's got all these bullet holes and he falls, and now he's actually in pain. Do the Matrix programs have pain? Because that doesn't so make sense to me. They're, yeah, they're programmed to love. I would think so. I don't know. Are they programmed to love? I don't know. I don't get I don't that. Know. Like if they're even the humans that are in there are making no faces because they I, know I this would is say fake. that they would have to at least exhibit expressions of pain to keep the magic alive for the humans uh, to put, you know, put on face, I would think. Yeah, but in this case, he doesn't need. Are you saying he has to because it's programmed to? It's programmed. Okay. It's like it's, it's a reaction. Maybe I, I don't know that. I'm just saying, like I said, I did not go out and read anything about deep matrix theories or anything just what i thought while i was watching it all right well here's mm. here's angry guy lock i don't care about oracles or prophecies or messiahs i care about one thing stopping that army from destroying this city and to do that i need soldiers to obey my orders wow he's pissed he's pissed man. but right yeah obey yeah. my orders and this subplot doesn't go anywhere does it no like well, we, we maybe in three we but. establish that one way and we survive the other way and we die and then uh, we kind of end up both. Yeah. Like it doesn't right. really. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't go anywhere. Know. Maybe three has big resolution for that. I just don't remember how that goes. In three. I don't think it does. Hmm. Well, we'll find out because, you know, we're going to do that on the show, everybody. Before the December oh, uh, thing, we're going to do it. Uh, here's uh, Zoe from Firefly for her hot second on screen. Good to have you home, Link. You be careful with her. Huh? Yep, that's all you get from her. What's her name? Uh, hold on. I know it. Uh Oh, eh. please don't have sex in front of the kids. Thank it's you. A cool. Like a can do it. Uh, shit. It's like a name you would have if you yeah. lived in a little bit, a little bit of a Hispanic last name. Yeah. Like a Cuban name. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, you're headed there. Rosio O'Donnellson. Nope. 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 Uh, Sabrina Maria von Treacle pants. I don't know. Starts, starts, with, a, starts with a G. Hard oh, G. Gina. Gina. G. Um, Gina Perez. Gina Rosette. Rosie. Gina. Hold on. Gina Davis. No. Gina Chit. Gina Chit. Oh, give me the first name. First letter of the last name. T. Torres. Gina Torres. <laughs> Oh my Nailed gosh. It. Oh god. That was, that was painful. Great. Painful. All right, here's Morpheus being crazy. Morpheus is crazy. No doubt. <laughs> oh wait, they were just talking no, about no it. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no doubt. All right. This is Zion. We all know this line. This is Zion! And we are not afraid. And we 
we're about to as do he rubs it. his nipples yep they're rubbing his nipples get that song going <laughs> let's get out there <laughs> such a good song though you, sh- you should still be a little afraid because the machines are coming in 72 hours and you could yeah. do i don't know maybe the the three amigos uh trick and actually train everybody how to fight when <laughs> the machines come for the next 72 hours i like that you made it the three amigos trope <laughs> yeah i agree you know what three amigos strikes me as a movie that even though we rarely do comedies i feel like we got to do three amigos at I feel, yeah i feel like we could at least yeah didn't we do stuff there amigos? no okay, no that's what i thought no, we, we haven't no all right no. but we should doesn't it feel like one we do it does mm-hmm. we've seen a plethora of movies and yeah. we haven't seen three amigos oh <laughs> uh, nicely done all right i hate sleeping says morpheus i hate sleeping okay that's all that was just him hating sleeping. Yeah, i hate sleeping <laughs> all right great um every time i do i fart in my sleep that's right uh here's this says no point i don't know what this is no point <laughs> old men like me don't bother with making points there's no point Dude. good point <laughs> Dude. okay no point and no point 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 no point that guy is in i think he's a star trek connection isn't he it's got to be the the old uh, counselor guy. Yes, please stop. All right, all right. Star I won't Trek do it now. But at the minute I saw him, I went, "Oh, you're in Star Trek for sure." There's no way you're not. All right. Uh, uh, why did you allow? Oh, I don't know what this is. Why did you allow the Nebuchadnezzar to leave? Oh, he's just so upset. And also, it sounds like he messed up, and they kept it in. Listen to that again. Why yes. did you allow the Nebuchadnezzar to leave? There's something about the Knezzar part that got weird. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. <laughs> the Knezzar. That was I mean, the moment. And that it's was got the... a D in there, but you don't have to pronounce the D. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Just say it fast. Yeah, but that was the moment when they all realized, oh, we should have given that ship a better name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a fun line. You do not truly know someone until you fight them. You do not truly know someone until you fight them. That's yeah, because uh, it was a good. pointless, unnecessary fight before you meet the Oracle. Right. <laughs> How do you meet the Oracle? Nice. Well, let's see. You got to travel over there. Okay, what's next? You got an unnecessary fight, and then right. yeah. fight me. Then you go to sit and talk to her, and she gives you candy. Done. Find a park bench. Yeah, Tart and Tiny or Mike and Ike. I don't know what those... Uh, were they supposed to look like the red pill? <laughs> I, I was know, curious were red about candy. that. Yeah, they should have made it could green have been or a something. Tootsie roll. Yeah, it could have been. But they should have made that candy a different color than red or, or blue. So that yeah. people don't go, oh, it's like the blue pill. And a different shape. I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it looked like a Mike and Ike that you wrapped in a little bit of foil. Yeah. <laughs> She's a good actress yeah. though. And, and also, by the way, that was precipitated by a total red herring. Why, why'd they send him a spoon? It, it meant nothing. It did nothing. Mm. It was to, it was purely to say, Hey, remember this in the matrix? Remember this? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. That was it. Uh, okay, I got some clip. I got a clip here of Ibbitt on his prom night. Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> we never get these. Um, right, good. When Emmett's prom date asked him to uh, touch her booby, this is what you said. I'm a little surprised because I figured you were down to clown, but this is what you said in response to this girl who said, please touch my booby, Brian Ibbitt. And you said, no, I can't do that. I won't. Well, you have to. <laughs> She's. She sounds old. Was she older or what was her deal? No, she wanted me to do it in front of my other prom date and oh. uh, really make it really make it believable. And uh, I'm a gentleman. You have yeah. to All now right. kiss me. Now kiss my There's, lips. You could have. You could have had a whole elongated thing there, right? It's like, uh, are, is he going to go all the way with his prom date? And yeah. then, and then the oracle's like, well, he already has. He are, he's already gone all the yeah, way. He, already he, made made all the way. he just yeah. he has to figure out whether whether or not he knows it or something. Yeah, bullshit. you have to decide if you why you decided to go all the way. Yeah, 
Right. The right. question isn't, have you already done it? You've already done it. All right. Here's a great Smith vaping or vamping rather. I love when he does this. <laughs> it's not vaping. He's not vaping. He's vamping. All right. Enjoy. I don't fully understand how it happened. Perhaps some part of you imprinted onto me something overwritten or copied. It is at this point irrelevant. What matters is that whatever happened happened for a reason. He's so great. He is yeah. great. And, and that voice, that affectation that he puts in that voice, especially when you consider he's Australian, is that right? Yeah, he's Australian. Yeah. Uh, and, and just came up with this incredible voice for this character that uh, yep. um, he's so good. I love it. Yep. Yeah, he's so good. Love him. I don't feel but, like I see him in much now. I, that bums me out. What's he in these well, yeah, days? Yeah, and he kind of he his presence kind of fades in this movie. Like two thirds of the way through the movie, he just kind of stops being a factor, and we don't really visit him again. Well, he's in that body, so yeah, he had a transfer. Yeah, so yeah. he had a transfer, and I keep forgetting he was V in V for Vendetta. He was great. In oh that. right, yeah, yeah. Which they the Wachowskis um, wrote or Lily or one of them. Whatever one of them. He did. Uh, he did three things in 2020: Measure for Measure, Loveland, and Lone Wolf. I think probably a lot of um, a lot of Australian uh, things. Yeah, but he was in be. he was in Hacksaw Ridge along with the uh, um, the architect, the actor that played the architect. Oh, and that's recent 2016. That's recent 2016. Yeah. Oh, he was the, also in the Mule, which yeah. we Mule, which we mentioned a little bit ago. That's right. That's that Mel Gibson Mule. thing I didn't see. I, I meant to see that. Um, Spider-Man yeah. two was good in that, right? Spider-Man number two kid. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Yeah, yeah. Garfield. Yes. Uh-huh. Garfield <laughs> doesn't by, like Mondays. Way, eats lasagna. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable what a difference it is between saying Spider-Man two and Spider-Man number two. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a nice, yeah. got a nice ring to it. All right. Here's a me, me, me moment. <laughs> Me, me, me. All right. <laughs> I did like that. Me, 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 more me. Yeah. Or me. Uh, how about the, oh, my favorite internet movement? Uh, someone asked, hey, hey, uh, Hugo Weaving, what's your favorite internet movement? Me too. Okay, great. I'll get behind <laughs> it there, buddy. Um, all right. They actually did this, I wrote. They made Uh-oh. a bowling sound when they bowled the Smith yes, into other Smiths. Yes. Now I, I saw it. That is I egregious. That is egregious and horrific. That is as bad or worse than having uh, Chewbacca, Chewbacca do the Tarzan yell. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, bastards! Yeah. Don't ever do that. Don't have an actual sound. This is for this is for Looney Tunes in the forties. <laughs> Not for movies. <laughs> you don't do it now. Right. right. Nobody in that audience Is went, just- oh, I'm so glad they added the sound of bowling pins getting knocked over. Yeah. Shit. Why am I so mad about this? I seriously could punch somebody right now. I hate it. No, so because it well, this you, is it's so right serious. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. film was so serious. I mean, I, I, I invest a lot of time of my life to be serious about this movie, and you want to give me bowling noises? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. sucks. Yeah, the Wachowskis decided to let the Zucker brothers uh, work on that <laughs> section of the, uh, the film. You got the siblings called the other siblings and said, look, guys. Yes, exactly. I know you're you busy go. with your reboot of the airplane series, but could you come over here for a minute and do this one thing for us? And they said, the, yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd say it was the Farrelly brothers. <laughs> yeah, more like the Farrelly's. <laughs> I used to like the Farrelly's a lot. I guess that ended with Kingpin. That was my favorite Farrelly movie. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Batman said to Bane, Shut your hole, Bane, before I put you in one. That's cool, Batman. Very nice. Shut your hole, Bane. Shut your hole, Bane. 
Uh, we're here to see. <laughs> we're here to see the uh, the Frenchman. Yes, we are here to speak with the Merovingian. The Merovingian. Merovingian. Yes. Um, all right, he has to go take a piss. I must take a piece. A piece. <laughs> a piece of cake. Yes, piece. Piece of cake. Uh, crotch cake. All right, here's the uh, the lipstick uh, deal. How about the lipstick? Lipstick. Lipstick. <laughs> lipstick. I may have edited that a little, just a tiny. <laughs> oh, it didn't. I didn't pick up on that it was edited. That's I what it. I thought that's what the movie was. There was only a little bit of stuff in between, and I just thought it was too funny to hear him say lipstick over and over. Like this shorter one. Lipstick. Lipstick. <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> uh, I love that so much. Oh, you mean on my pee pee? Yeah, my wiener. You mean my jerk burger? Here's a quick yes from uh, from Link. Yes. All right, that's cool. And uh, what's this? Yes. Oh, uh, this was a weird. Do you guys remember this scene? Check this out. Tonight is not an accident. Ah, uh. oh, weird. What? What, what, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I can't help it, you guys. It's a problem. I got a. I got a condition. Uh, finally, someone made it. I am the architect. I created the Matrix. I've been waiting for you. Mm, he's cool, man. That guy's cool. He has weird uh, eyes. No. But why do we have the whole like uh, uh, Max Headroom walls of yeah of the walls of TVs to represent yeah to represent the possibilities of what Neo no. yeah could but there were way more to, than right? six. Well, they're and, way more than and six, they yeah. were all talking like uh, moving portraits in Harry Potter. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he was they, he was they, planning on that many. They were at some point, and then other points, they were all synchronized perfectly. Well, that's what, okay, yeah. so what it made that's me think of. because they all said the same thing, right? Well, that's true. Yeah. But but the point is, like, he was supposed to, it was supposed to show, well, the choice means you could go all these different ways. And and that's what they were trying to say there, right? And my favorite way mm-hmm. was yeah, the screen where he was given a hard burn, like a 70s knuckle Yes. Burn, and just yes. going like this in the camera. And I tried to capture it. It went too fast. But Keanu Reeves throwing a hard bird like that great mm-hmm. it's great love it mm-hmm. he does it in the first movie too as a matter of fact in the in the oh, same yeah. room mm-hmm. in basically the interrogation room at the beginning where you actually see all those tvs too oh right but all right his his best is constantine the constantine burn is the is the best yeah burn. right was that a double burn in constantine or still just no it was burn? just you just had to see his his face it's all mm-hmm. wet and he's just like there you go. Mm-hmm. keanu There's reeves gives bird. a good bird he does a good bird yeah, yeah. I don't get, he doesn't get enough credit for it. You know, he's handsome. He looks great. Yeah. John Wick. He's got a cool beard and hair. <laughs> they, they focus, better, they focus on his martial beard. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. They focus, focus on his martial arts skills too. And it's just, it's all about the bird. Yeah. It's all about the bird. Yo, the bird, 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 the bird is the word. Okay. Here's the, uh, this is the time for this. It's time for the film sack checklist. Uh, the Nebuchadnezzar, more like Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> they blew it up like the A-Team van in the A-Team movie. Bumped they out. did. Yeah. And I love yeah. how Morpheus mourned it. I was like, yes. He's doing like poetry and want. stuff or whatever at the yeah. end. Mm-hmm. But so everything blew up weird. Like I, I learned that you could drive a motorcycle into a guard shack and yeah. make a 10-ton explosion yeah. of gasoline. Yep. And then yeah. land like uh, uh, Black Widow, I guess. Just, <laughs> but like she that. was prior to the black widow so that was her yeah yeah black widow owes yeah. her a, a right an apology mm-hmm. you owe me an apology all right moving on that freeway <laughs> shit holds up check and finally the twins are op 
I stand by that. They're they're a little overpowered. Yeah, they absolutely they absolutely are. Yeah. And the only reason why they're not is because I feel like there is a maybe a cooldown or a uh, something that slows down their transfer rate because they don't seem to mm-hmm. more they can't ghost all the time. Yeah, yeah, they can't ghost as quick. They got like a little cooldown for a second. Yeah. So uh, video game thinking possible to be. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the, uh, the Star Trek connections. There are at least a couple. I know of one. So Randy, uh, regale us with these names. So, yeah, uh, we don't usually call out uncredited actors, but this one just kind of struck me funny in, uh, in matrix two, there's an actor named Marcus young who plays, uh, the character is named Merovingian's thug. Oh, all, all right. right. That's, okay. I guess that's a character name, sure. but, uh, in the JJ Abrams, Star Trek reboot, he played Burly Cadet. <laughs> but there's the Burly again. That's yeah, the second time yeah. I've heard Burly this week. Burly yeah, Cadet. Just, just imagine yeah, getting cast in these incredible big movies and you're, uh, what, what were you? Burly Cadet. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yo, Burly Cadet. It's your time's on stage. Get out here. How about yeah, the old that guy? That explains was, the Burly Brawl. Yeah, no kidding. What's the so old guy's our, name? Who's that dude? The counselor guy. Is he somebody, right? Hold on, hold on. Our our uh, new uh, deadly agent uh, was played by Matt McComb. That's Agent Thompson now mm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a stunt double credit mm-hmm. in Star Trek yeah. The Next Generation. And I was he like, looks like a stunt double. This guy, this guy who was Agent Thompson is stunt double. And so I looked into it. He was Jonathan Frakes' double in The nice. Next Generation. I can oh. see that. Oh, weird. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, Scott wants desperately wants to talk about Anthony Zerbe. So this is the the older actor <laughs> with the with like the commanding voice who played Counselor Haman in Matrix Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Vice Admiral Darty in Star Trek Insurrection, which is my favorite unsung Star Trek movie. Um, in the in Insurrection, the whole story uh, is uh, is about these skin stretched old people who are willing to genocide their parents to get some life extending technology. And Ad- Vice Admiral Darty is this is the Starfleet admiral who fell for their scheme, and oh, he yeah. uh, he, yeah. he he keeps pushing <laughs> back on Picard and and Riker the whole movie, and then they eventually uh, he eventually finds out he was the sucker and. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, this is, this is the one with F. Murray Abraham in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah F. Murray Abraham's the bad guy in this. Movie. Yeah, he's great in it. He's got yeah. the stretchy skin. Yeah, now he has it naturally, but back then they had to do some makeup. I, and I'm serious, Star Trek. I love Star Trek Insurrection way more than I should. It's just that's it's that thing. It's like a really it's a really good movies, two right? hour episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, and that was a lot of people's problems with it was that it didn't feel like a movie. It felt like a TV show that had two hours, but I think it works in its favor. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's good. Nothing wrong with insurrection. I'm with you. Um, all right. Now we do what? Oh, we do we do the soundtrack grade. I'll give it an A. That's it. Just an A. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm huge on early yeah. aughts, late nineties techno and EDM, and I loved all that stuff. They the soundtrack is very eclectic. Um let's see if I can find the the full list here. I was gonna actually do this and now I don't see it. Nah, crap. Well anyway. Uh, the, oh, here we go. Uh, you've got everybody from Rob. There's a really great Rob Zombie track in there. One, I'm, I'm not even that big of a Rob Zombie fan. Uh, so there's a Marilyn Manson track that I can that I can stand. Deftones do a cool track in there. Oakenfield's great. Dave Matthews Band did a uh, When the World oh. Ends cover or uh, remix thing. Uh, Juno Reactor, love them. Rob Rob Dugan, just a bunch of great 
like electronic focused uh, performers, and I love that stuff. So big fan, loved it. And uh, Don Davis is our is our composer. Um, he kind of had a moment with these movies, yeah. right? Like, yeah. uh, I think The Matrix, the original one, leads to Don Davis doing the music for Jurassic Park Three, which is pretty good. This is not to be confused with Don S. Davis, right? The actor who was in Stargate? Okay. Different guy. Yeah. um, He gets a lot of work coming out of the Matrix and then disappears. Weird. What's his his deal? Do you think uh, uh, they had had to have him shut down? What'd they do? I don't know. I don't don't know about Don Davis. I I think he was probably uh, flying above his maximum flight ceiling. Like, he uh, he just, like, didn't have it in him to become one of the great score makers of films. Yeah. He, he composed something for Tokyo ghoul. What the hell was that? No idea. What that I don't is. know. Yeah. Mm. No idea. Well, good luck, Don Davis. May you forever reign as Lord of the matrix music. Moving on to our, uh, uh, Twitter post. This is a little thing we do on the show where you guys, all three, you sum up the damn thing in 280 characters or less. That's the rules. Uh, the thing that is fluid is I can kind of choose who I want to start. And this week, I think I'm going to switch things up and start with Randy. The Matrix Reloaded. Did you see all of that sex people were having? Now we have to watch part three, The Matrix Obstetric Ward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, Brian Dunaway. Oh, did we lose oh, no. Brian Dunaway? Where's Brian Dunaway? Did we lose him? He's muted. Brian, we don't hear you. Brian Dunaway, oh, no. you there? No, we can hear oh, you now. Now we can hear yeah, you. Now we can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what's Weird. your Twitter post? All right. Guess I. I guess I shouldn't hit the mute button next time. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I can hear you guys. Yeah. That's what, that's how that's how that works. By the way, my Twitter post. Yeah. Go ahead. What's that? That's, that's how mute works. Okay. By the way, if you hit mute, you can't. Nobody can hear you. Oh, is it? Is that what it does? Yeah. Oh, I thought it made me a mutant. The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> I must apologize for this. First, we fight with hands. Now feet. Now hands again. Okay. Now you can watch the Matrix Revolution because oh. we know each other. Nice. I'm actually really looking forward to it, if I'm honest. Uh, Then finally, Brian Ibbett. The Matrix Reloaded. That first one was good and all, but you know what it was missing? Politics, religion, and more talking. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, That's pretty much sums it up. Nicely done. Let's get to this here alternate title listing here that I got here. This was just handed to me. It was almost called Agent Smith Learns Conversion Therapy. Get it? Because he was yeah. <laughs> converting people. Uh-huh. Or Nintendo Presents Link to the Past. Link, get it? Link? Oh, Link. Oh. Sure. Yeah, it's a stretch, but I made it. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, quick email from a listener. This sent to us via email, filmsack at gmail.com. This person's name is John, and he says, Dear Filmsack crew, I've discovered an old favorite of mine. Uh, currently streaming on Netflix, the 1993 Clint Eastwood film In the Line of Fire. It has a number of tropes common with action movies of the era, a main hero with a troubled past, uneasy love interest that has nothing to do with the plot, a token black character, an honest cop who gets stonewalled by bureaucrats uh, or politicians who won't let him do his job, and a rogue CIA agent turned villain. Despite a pile of tropes, the film is masterfully executed and better quality product than the typical film sack choice with Wolfgang Peterson's direction, acting by Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich, and a great score by uh, Ennio Morricone, which I totally forgot he used to do those. He did, he's done things other than yeah. spaghetti westerns. Uh, all repeated uh, subjects of previous film sack episodes. I also think film sack can appreciate the quality of the movie, which is generally overlooked in favor 
of more critically acclaimed Eastwood films. Keep sacking, John. Uh, yeah, we, I we've love talked about movie. it before. Yeah, I love that a lot movie. of fire. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. We just can't ever seem to get it streaming. I guess now it's streaming. We ought to try to slot it in. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of that movie. It's great. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's very good. Um, you know, after October. Yeah, I I will watch anything with Gary Cole. If Gary Cole is in something, I will watch, <laughs> and I'll watch it. I've, I've probably seen it in the Line of Fire ten times mm-hmm. because of Gary Cole. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Wait, who, who did Gary Cole play? He's the. Um, he's just he's just a guy. Like it's not a. Right. I mean, John Mahoney is in that movie, and he, you know. Oh, uh, it's, it's not it's yeah. not important. Oh, it's Gary just, Cole, do, uh, the the uh, Birdman attorney and law guy. Um, uh, he's in yeah. Veep. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Birdman okay. and uh, uh, Brady Bunch dad in the the new movies, the remakes. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that true? Office Space, yeah. Yeah, weird. I knew about Office Space. Boy, he's in a lot of shit. Okay, he busy. is. Holy yeah. crap, he stays very busy. Well, anyway, let's not, why not that? Let's get, oh, yeah, October, we can't, because ha- yeah. Halloween month is bad. Yes, yeah. October Sack- is coming. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it hangs around, oh, my gosh, Fred Thompson's in that, Dylan McDermott. Yes, yes. Renee mm-hmm. Russo, like you said, uh, Frazier's dad. Let's see, uh, who else? Oh, man, so many good actors. All right, we're watching that. Uh, Wolfgang Peterson. I, have we ever seen? Um, we saw Enemy Mine and Outbreak, right? Yes. Oh, no, we haven't seen Outbreak. Air Force One. That's the one we've seen with him directing. Mm-hmm. No, he's a great director. All right, I'm in. Sign me up. Uh, he's old. Woo. 1941. Yeah. 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 He's getting there. Uh, good luck to him in his final waning hours. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Jesus. Nice. That's terrible to say. Uh, all right. So that's uh, not what we're watching next week, but we will get it on the list. So thank you so much, John. And if you've got emails you'd like to send us, filmsack at gmail.com. Our next film, however, will not be that. It will be what, Randy? Alien 3. <gasps> I'm so excited. And, uh, I just want to apologize a little bit. We set out this Funny. thing. We, we, we spaced out the Alien movies. Uh, months ago and uh, you know, alien three has been in this spot in our schedule and it's kind of not streaming anywhere obvious right now yeah but it's available it's in a lot of places you can get your hands on this and i think enough people just have the movie that we, yeah. we can proceed mm-hmm. i agree mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's uh, super yeah. rentable anywhere for three bucks you know so. exactly and if we make you buy a copy it's certainly not the worst thing in the world no Oh, it's no. not even the worst alien movie in the world. So no, no. at least in my opinion. So far uh, from it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited because this is uh, this is how I will feel when we get to the third Matrix movie. I love this follow through we're doing right now on a couple of big genre uh, series, mm-hmm. and this is one of those. And, so, and, and, yeah. and I'm not saying it's unavailable. Like if you've got Fubo, you can watch it. If you've got AMC Plus added to your Amazon Prime, you can watch it. Mm. You know, like it's 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 out there. Yeah, you, you'll get it. It's a thing. It exists. Uh, so that's the next week. That's, uh, uh, that movie, alien three. It's a, it's a space, which, which is actually stylized <laughs> alien to the third. I've always found oh, that. Oh yeah. Universe. Yeah. Oh, right. They raised the three. Yeah. Super, uh, super script. Yeah. yeah. Very, very nineties kind of thing to pull off. Uh, but yeah. also, uh, you know, it's a, uh, an early David Fincher joint and there's lots to say yeah. about what this movie is. So we'll get to that next week, right here on FilmSack. In the meantime, FilmSack.com is our website. You're welcome to go there anytime and find all our old episodes, even all the way back to episode one when we did crawl. Uh, that was back in 2009. We're old. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, what else? We're on Twitter at uh, FilmSack and you can find, uh, or wherever you get us on podcasts, like whatever app you're using or service you're using. Why don't you just leave us a review there? It helps us gain rank and more people discover 
the greatest film podcast in the history of the world. I think three, three time winner of the podcast award in, oh, in our yeah. category. I believe that is correct. Mm-hmm. I think yep. one of those times we found out before they were supposed to announce it because they kept skipping frames. <laughs> they accidentally <laughs> fat fingered the PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah. that happens. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here. We'll be back next week with more uh, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Lipstick. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I must take a piece. <laughs>